Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, Aya. We're back. You are now Hi. tuned in to the greatest blood clot podcast in the world. You're welcome in advance. Leave all judgment at the door. We're here for the jokes. We don't do things lazy. It's the extra gravy. Shout out my nigga Alfred, man. <laughs> always here on time. He's not always there when you call. <laughs> I haven't heard reason. this like this one with this song on for a while. Yes. Sounds great. I'm extra gravy, the real extra gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we just had the worst technical difficulties ever. I don't even feel like fucking podding anymore. <laughs> That oh, shit pissed me off. God damn. But you did Anyways. all that work. <sighs> we here. We here. Get the shockers Woosah. aligned. Get the shockers aligned. <laughs> me, 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 me. Mo, 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 mo. I'm Marlon. I'm Alicia. And welcome back to the Extra Gravy. We got hey. Matt and Kobe in the back. No podcast P this week. He's um off on a trip. It's just weird. Like, it's a weird coincidence because I saw like there was a KKK rally. <laughs> I don't know. Where did he say he was going? Where? He's going to Bora Bora because he's bored. Swish. He scored. Yo, I haven't really heard of anyone going to Bora Bora. You ever heard of TV Gucci? Mm, Yeah. Why? (laughs) He goes to Bora Bora when when he's bored. Really? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was in his song. Got it. Really? (laughs) Right? Isn't that like the best rich thing to do? I go to Bora Bora because I'm bored. Crazy. This is a banger. I need the city to respect it. I just did a show with him uh, last week at UFT. Nice. He bodied it. We need you on the show, Gucci. I visit Bora Bora because I'm bored. Swish. I scored. First class. I brought back the jump shot. <laughs> nah, come on, man. Gucci drip, I need more. Christian That's my favorite part. They don't sell us in the I can't I can't afford it, but it it's my favorite part. <laughs> oh man. How's your week? How's your week? Congratulations are in Thank order. You. Hold on, hold on. Congratulations are in order. Where's the gunshots? <laughs> A part of the the um all women's broadcast. Yes. For the Raptors 905. Yes. Part of history. Yes. How was that? It was amazing. It was uh nerve-wracking for mm. sure oh were the nerves up <laughs> yeah they nerves were up, up? Yeah. is there is this alicia's introduction to the nba yeah, man we, that's what i'm saying <laughs> first step a lot on the line right there <laughs> everybody has auditions this is crazy we have the jfl showcase tomorrow yeah at comedy bar well today when you're listening to this 9 30 tonight 13 tickets left maybe go check it out in the links yeah. um but yeah, we're all like uh, auditioning essentially. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep manifesting it. I'm really trying to put my bid in for when the WNBA game uh, comes they in. They love light skinned women with swag. <laughs> That's like it seems to be a theme. Okay, she's biracial. Mm. We well, need to send the campaign video with that song. Oh my gosh, it's a no brainer no. at that point. <laughs> I'm over this. You song. cover. <laughs> 
you cover different diasporas. Oh my gosh. Please. The European diaspora. <laughs> and, the, and the black diaspora. Yeah. Well, we're not using that song. But Would it you was ever a do great... a sport you don't like? Like baseball or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just announcing at the end of the day, right? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. No. Obviously, basketball, you've. Yeah. You love more and you've been attached well, to for PA announcing, I think that basketball makes the most sense just because I know it the best. Out of and all the names the are easier. Let's be real. Not always. I mean, it's a lot easier than <laughs> baseball always. and soccer. That's a true. Lot. Well, actually, baseball is, you got your, it's like Trinidadian names. It's like you're, you got your set seven Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like 20 Miguel Hernandez. Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. Like at least 14 Miguel's in the But you MLB. know what? I feel as if these other sports would probably be easier. Mm. Basketball is so back and forth. Like, you know, it's so much go, 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 go. The other sports True. are going to be way easier because it's less scoring. Less scoring, yeah. Less like, do you know what I mean? Less uh, play-by-play action. Yeah. Yeah, especially baseball. It's just at yeah. snail's pace. Like, <laughs> whoever works baseball is a very calm <laughs> and patient person. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, but now, actually, now that I think about it, they just implemented a shot clock. For the pitchers. Mm, so they so have that's to go gonna, quicker. And I like what they're doing with the sport. You see the kids now, they're starting to implement music. There's this team that nice. I think they started the trend, these white guys, where the pitcher's about to pitch, and then he just breaks out into a dance, and then the rest of them join in on the next part of the dance, all choreographed. The whole outfield, every like Aww. every base. Yeah. It looks so sick. And then he does it into the pitch, and they all <laughs> get ready at the same time. It's, it's so cool. And then now I'm seeing... Other teams starting to I do it. I saw Grambling, the school. It's a HBCU in Louisiana. Oh, uh, yeah, Their women's video. team. Yeah. They were all in, what's it called? The out. In the dugout. Dugout, yeah. Yeah, going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and like one amazing. of the coaches was there with the two cups, like <laughs> dancing like he was in the club. I that like, <laughs> needs to happen. Like, it's let's be real. Baseball, great sport. We all love it, playoff time. Mm -hmm. It's nail biting. Mm -hmm. But that pace is not good for regular season. And when you have the majority, 75% of your season, maybe 80%, play the regular season exhibition games. Yeah. You kind of got to get it more exciting. You're losing, they're losing a fan base slowly. Like, they, I don't know if you watch games, there's like so many people, so just... much empty spots now. Mm -hmm. Whereas back so in the 90s, games. it was filled. Maybe they should like cut the amount of games. I think so too. There's a lot of games, There's but so also many. And it's, it's like, great for the summertime for a pastime. Yeah, but and now they have those new social know. social outdoor spots around yeah. the arena yeah. in Skydome where you don't have to. You can pay essentially to get into the stadium, mm -hmm. but not go in. You don't have a seat, oh. so you go into the bars that that are there. They have some outdoor spots that they're going to be oh, yeah. opening up as well, which is kind of cool. Like they've been renovating that like mm -hmm. crazy. It's going to be so sick. You it's know, gonna be really it, dope. It's twenty what? bucks, yeah, twenty bucks 20 to get in. To get in, it's gonna be opening soon because opening season is just around the corner. Yeah, they put in some major work, like a quick turnaround oh, for yeah. all the renovations oh, yeah. that they're allegedly got doing. No choice. <laughs> got no choice. It's just there's so many games, and I feel as if like society's so busy now. We have so many options, so many things to do compared to back in the day, where it's like okay, baseball's on, everybody go there, and the tickets were probably cheaper. So now we cent. have like so many different <laughs> options. So I feel like if the season wasn't as long, then people would be more inclined to attend. Yeah, I say that with a lot. Of, like I think prison is way worse now than going to like going to prison in the 1400s. 
piece of cake. I'm I'm living like this already, baby. <laughs> I got no TV at home. I'm not missing out on much. Yeah. Prison sucks so much more now. <laughs> does it though? But they it be does it because TVs niggas be TikToking, doing dance lines. <laughs> niggas got cable. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> I see the nigga dripped out with a chain on. I said no. Come on. Remember that guy that was making fashion out of um oh, the beds yes. and linens and real all nigga. of that shit? See? Yeah. Transferable skills. You A know he followed me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Every black me. man in America <laughs> follows Alicia. I don't know if you guys so know this. So <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, because I think um, when that post that went baller. <laughs> <laughs> No, she looks like a, she has access to noodles. He's out of jail now. He's out of jail now. Oh, you've been keeping track. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me you were following him. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you followed his life. <laughs> no. So I ended up he's commenting <laughs> on like his actual post because I went like a deep dive through mm-hmm. what he was making and shit. And, you know, I, well, a brief moment I was obsessed with prison talk like or prison gram or whatever. Prison talk, prison grab. I just am interested in how they live. In prison. Um, <laughs> I'm just interested in prison. <laughs> it's very intriguing to me, the bars, yeah. the cells. And so he ended up following me. And then recently he DM'd me. Oh, God. Talking about I had this new clothing line. Would love if you could check it out. Jeez. Potentially support. And I like went on his profile and I saw that he was out of prison now. Jeez. Not, not, a, not Ace about to get the drop on merch with a code locked up Ace. <laughs> Promo code locked up Ace. Yep. Uh, <laughs> prison Ace. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Was he making like, it was out of like the actual sheets and shit, right? Out of sheets, out of the bed. He would like rip up the bed and stuff like that. He was whatever material that he could get. I didn't know use. there was such access two things in prison until tiktok came <laughs> like niggas were not vine in prison like this yeah you know what i mean like is this new are they lean more lenient now in jail what's going I on have no clue what's going on in maplehurst <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> tiktok um they're saying they're gonna ban it yeah i saw that slowly but surely it's ro- the bands are rolling out there's um the the government the canadian government has banned it yeah um I believe Ontario's school system is banning it, I think. I think mm-hmm. so. It's um interesting that the CEO did a meeting and he said he doesn't let his kids on there. Yeah. And they're like they're like, "Oh, how old are your kids? I'll play it." I was like, "Well, duh." I mean, this is just a good parent. <laughs> People are like, see, see, like they uncovered something. <laughs> like, see, I told you, I told you they were getting us. The algorithm is too, you know. I do. Do they use TikTok? No, they're too young for that. So, what, uh, at what ages are they? Uh, eight and six. Okay. TikTok is here in the U.S. If you're below the ages of, if you're below thirteen, you get a very restricted version of TikTok. And in many other countries around the world, we don't allow users who are below 13. I guess the question is, I know that you said it's a legal requirement that, that, that kids under 13 have to have a different app, effectively. Yes. But I guess the question is, do they have to have an app at all? Could, could you limit it so that, it, that the kids couldn't have access to it? Is this something you'd ever think about? I, I, the last time I checked, no. The, the answer is no. As in, in terms of the legal requirement doesn't allow me to do this. Uh, but I can get back to you on this. I mean, what he said, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong. Like, there's no child that should... 
But this this brings me to another point though, because a lot of people are defending uh, North. Oh, and Kim, because she's on it, and yeah, her being on it. Oh, when we were kids, we yeah. did all types of shit. If we had TikTok, we'd be on there. Blah blah. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> the fact still remains. Yeah, is this a good thing or not? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be a good thing. Like, mm. especially when you consider like. The algorithm, you don't know what your kids... Like, if I were to take my kids TikTok, I'd find out more about my kid through TikTok yeah. than just talking to them. Because I'm like, oh, your the algorithm. Search, this, is what the you, algorithm this is what you're like into? All of that stuff. So it's like... And you don't know how potentially harmful that could be. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, would you, what's the age you would let your kids on TikTok? Probably. On social media, period. Because I guess once TikTok's open, everything's open. Yeah. Probably not until, like, late middle school, going into high school. So, like, 13. Yeah. Mm. 13's a good age because of just like the. I never want my kid to be behind socially yeah. in terms of like friends and stuff. But mm-hmm. there's a thin line to that because mm-hmm. there are some things that I feel like they should be behind on. So it's like picking <laughs> and choosing because you got to humble them. They can't yeah. be. I've seen the kids that came to school, had every shirt, every brand, every <laughs> kick, every everything. Yeah. Did shit all in school, just came to look good. Mm and were inflated egos didn't have a real sense of reality mm-hmm. and they all those kids now that i'm older the only one i see flourishing is jennifer lee <laughs> <laughs> shout out jennifer lee she's the only the fly kid that was at my school or in my all my years growing up that, that actually amounted to be something yeah and didn't rely on their swag the ones that relied on their swag bums yeah bums and i hope you're watching you're all bums <laughs> Yeah, I mean, bums. I wore Echo. So what? <laughs> <laughs> I was on social media in middle school because, like, Black Planet and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, it was the end of middle school, I guess. Yeah. Um, going into high school, and I don't know. I don't think that I used it inappropriately. I did. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I was getting nudes at fifteen wow, on MSN over webcam, grainy <laughs> as shit. Nipple off, nipple. It's so grainy. Nipples on the shoulder, like it was bad, man. Yeah. It was. I was. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got suspended. I told you, first time I ever got suspended was porn. Because of that, that's crazy. First time I ever got suspended was porn, and that's yeah. grade eight. Wow, that is thirteen. That's wild. I do remember. <laughs> I think I was in grade two or something like that. We were playing outside at recess and somebody found or somebody brought to school their dad's Playboy. <laughs> yeah, Playboy magazines. Nice. And I remember we ran up to them and we're like, oh, you're going to get in trouble. It's so he crazy get how we innately just know what's wrong. Yeah. Like there's nothing that there's nothing <laughs> that told me that looking at naked people were wrong. No one ever said don't look at naked people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just inherently know that it's wrong. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Or we're it just like, feels wrong. Maybe because we're always clothed. I'm like, we shouldn't be seeing people naked. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess it is a privacy thing. You know, eventually when you turn a certain age, you're not going to start dressing and like showering in front of your kids. You know what I mean? I can't remember when. Like, I remember my mom in passing, like we'd watch like documentaries or something and she'd be like, don't let nobody touch your private parts. You know, like, yeah. you know, a little, but yeah. never like a sit down like, this is yours. Nobody gets to see that. Like, none of that. Mm. <laughs> Just educational <laughs> penis talk. <laughs> it's yeah. like, don't let nobody touch it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. 
but yeah. like there was nothing past that. But I guess yeah, like I said, seeing people clothed all the time, you're just like, I guess we won't not supposed to see them naked. Plus, you yeah. see people close like you close the door to change and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking so about. So it's ingrained so, in you. Yeah, like once once they get to a certain age, you're not supposed to be like they say that you're not supposed to get dressed and in front of your kids you know mm. so you're gonna start closing the door and they're gonna yeah. start closing the door and my parents did not give a fuck about really that. my mom's titty was was out really my mom's titty <laughs> was out my mom walked around the house cooking vacuuming titties out really that's crazy I, I didn't give a fuck did either that to you it well, was so normal to me like yeah <laughs> i didn't see anything and then wrong meanwhile with it like all. if my mom did that that would be like weird to me, you know. Yeah, what because I mean? like you're not used to that growing yeah. up. I was used to seeing my mom change and get ready. Like especially being a single mom, it's like you're almost you're forced to see titties. Like <laughs> you go see some titties. Like yeah. life is hectic. She's raising three kids. Yeah, we're all fucking <laughs> rowdy, energetic. We're all under the age of thirteen. So it's like, come on, man. Like yeah. And then I know some of my friends like. Th- their parents used to walk around like their mom used to walk around in her underwear or yeah. whatever. And then my mom's not walking too, pussy out or anything like that, but yeah. you know, shirt <laughs> off, like especially if she had a long day, fucking titties is aching, take the bra off. Ah. <laughs> she just walk around, just let them loose. Free. Be free. It's your house. You pay bills. Yeah. We came out of you. Yeah. Why not? Like, I, if people have a problem with that, I look at them weird. Yeah. I seen today. Um, there was a. Uh, What's his name? Nick. Big Nick. He used to be a part of uh, David Dobrik's videos back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um, he was one of the guys when D- David Dobrik got into this big scandal. David Dobrik is a big YouTuber, for mm-hmm. those guys who don't know. And uh, he got into a big scandal, sexual assault mm-hmm. thing, and almost lost all his endorsements. A whole bunch of hoobla that happened. And during that time, Big Nick uh, separated himself from that crew. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit before and um, found God and mm-hmm. started just like going wild on people like you're a sinner and like <laughs> every day you go down his TikTok right now, his Twitter right now you'll just see him like calling people out for different shit yeah and I guess today he um, must have said something about uh, <clears throat> I hate when I go to the gym and women are dressed like prostitutes I can't <laughs> even it's so annoying like yeah. blah 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 and I'm just like yo Christians are so like easily swayed. It's like, what do you like? Why can't they wear shorts? Why can't they wear a sports bra? Like, it's they're literally made... athletic wear. Yeah, and then it's like <laughs> the same as a beach. You're gonna go to the beach and be like, oh my gosh, they're all dressed <laughs> like whores. Like, you should know what it is. You know, I don't know. I feel like that's common sense to me, but people are definitely really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your birth control alarm? What is that? No, no, no. It's my uh, camera. <laughs> what kind of camera? No, for the front door. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just ring said that cam. somebody was like at the front door. Ring cam, ring cam. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Goldie Cox, bring the garbage out, man. It's Tuesday. It was yesterday. Uh, that was yesterday? You guys got Mondays? <laughs> True. Wait, no, we got Tuesdays. To, yeah, that like well, yesterday, yeah, and then you put listening. it out, yeah, for listening. today, yeah, yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this big Nick guy, <laughs> yeah, he's just, he just he kind of just pointed out to me it's, it's weird when Christians like say things like stop watching porn, um, oh, why are they dressed like that? Oh, yeah. uh, women are being whores, blah blah. It shows what's on your mind, yeah, to me at least. Because, like, 
if you're so focused on God in your own path, mm-hmm. looking at others and judging them is like not what you're supposed to do. We're, we're losing light. We're losing light. Press that light over there. Stand up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we got it. We got him. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's weird when they they point out things like that. Mm-hmm. Even drugs, all that other stuff. It's like, is there a curiosity in your mind? And you're hoping to, that by screaming and trying to get rid of it, yeah. that you can get rid of all temptation? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I feel like if... Hold on one second. What happened? Let's pause. Yes. Where were we? Um, so we were talking about how the Christians are weak. The <laughs> <laughs> niggas weak, bro. Those the pusher ones. Yeah, but like it's like the whole it goes and it, the funniest thing is using like Bible verses against Christians in these moments. Yeah, because it's like he said this and people were like, so wait, doesn't the Bible say you should gouge your eyes out now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't the Bible say, uh, he, let he without sin? You've and sinned. It's on camera. And what's crazy is back in those days, like, I'm sure people were running around naked. Like, the Bible literally starts with Adam and Eve naked in that garden. Being naked, they're the ones that are making <laughs> like, <laughs> make, being naked weird. Yeah. Like, more weird than the people who mm-hmm. are doing the actual job. Yeah. If anything, the people who are doing the job are normalizing nakedness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who's wrong? It's it, but the thing is, is that it's mostly geared against women. So well, yeah, you know what I he's mean. He's never mad that a guy's dick print showing. Yeah, or I know he's, he's looking. Top- I know you're looking, <laughs> Big Nick. You're right down there. <laughs> or that they're topless. You know, that's why men can walk around shirtless, and women, I guess, are allowed to now in certain places, but. I would You're love to know who to. the first person to sexualize the woman nipple is. God bless that man. <laughs> who knows? Because <laughs> it could have been us. Yeah. <laughs> we could have been like, hey, hey, up here, up here. <laughs> like, <laughs> men could have been the ones saying that. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you? Okay, so I watched um, this video on TikTok Porn? about, oh. no, perfume. <laughs> okay. And they were talking about, or no, 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 it was a podcast, okay? And it basically talks about, how certain things begin and so they were talking about perfume and how right now or in the 90s a lot of the clean fresh scents came out and we've got like flowery ones but the original perfume smells that were marketed were really musky tobacco-y smell and men wanted their women to smell a little stink so like- and that's why french people aren't like they're a little bit more funky, allegedly. Than to our like French North Americans. Um, I, these are the words of Alicia. No, it was from the podcast. Alicia okay. Ace West. Yeah, it's from um, the podcast. I, swear. I stand with my French people, <laughs> except for the francophones. <laughs> um, I have no idea what you smell like. I'm sure it's lovely, like the- baguettes. <laughs> so the podcast is called Articles of Interest. And so in season two, there's one that's specifically about perfume and how lucrative it has become and all that stuff. And yeah, they said that the original smells was things that were a little bit stank. They wanted their girls to smell like... Eau de toilette? I don't know. Is toilette toilet? I don't know. Is that... Can you look that up? (laughs) What else could it be? And if it's not toilet, what the fuck? (laughs) It's toilet, right? Eau de toilette. Isn't that see. the smell Ooh. of 
The smell of the toilet? <laughs> Is that not what it translates to? What does eau de toilette? This guy's got a computer. He's struggling. <laughs> oh, Mima. my God. I'm going to find it. Eau de toilette translate meaning. In English, not French. Simply means water of the toilet. <laughs> Thank you for, for your help, Matt. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I did that in 0.2 seconds. Eau de toilette simply means water of the toilet and refers to a scented water used to perfume the body and hair. Hmm. It's going out of it. Grooming water. That sounds <laughs> like Bill Cosby juice. I don't See, know look, what that is. It says eau de toilette is like is like all fragrances, a mixture of intensely scented oils, alcohol, and a, oh, sorry, no, that's just making up. What it is. <laughs> but I thought that th that's what they were talking about the smell. But yeah, so that was the original smells of perfume. So it started off with niggas wanting to smell bad. Yeah, or wanting their woman to smell bad. Yeah, smell like cigarettes, smell like cigars. Like a cigar bar, smell like, like whis men. like whiskey. Smell like men. Yeah, smell like a little sweat. A smell little like men. Like a little fireplace. Where was this made? Sodom and Gomorrah? Where was <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco? Atlanta? <laughs> Why did they want their women to smell like men? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. That then, is so weird. Did niggas never smell a flower yet? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, and then over the decades, it kind of changed. And they said that in the 90s, the clean smell came out. So all these perfumes, I started smelling more like soaps. When did this come out? What? When the, did they, What time period did they the say? The clean? Yeah. 90s. 90s? 90s. Like 1990s? Yeah. People were stinking before the 1990s? Well, they might have had like a different... No, nah, there was perfume before the 1990s. No, there was, but I'm saying that the clean smell. So there's a type of smell that's clean. So it'll smell like... That sounds racist. Cleaning <laughs> solutions, cleaning like soaps and stuff like Sweet. that. People will... Uh, it's like lemony. It's smell. like lemony, oh, okay. fresh. So like, like that lemon type pledge. Of stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant people were <laughs> attempting to smell like Windex and Clorox. Maybe. That's Some of them up. probably. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Some of them probably do. But like... If you out here smelling like Javex on purpose, <laughs> I mean, you're looking for a baby father. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That's, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, that's what it evolved. Who's the target demo? What's? It's got to be a baby father. Javex? Yeah. Okay, so did you I clean the house? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's don't pick know. me. It's pick me smell. Regardless, like yeah, I don't want my girl smell like Graba. <laughs> Graba has a great smell. Brampton Graba, to be specific. Oh wow. Good leaves. Um, so maybe you should make a perfume out of it. Graba, eau de Graba. Yeah. Jeez, just got a, just got the episode title. Uh, <laughs> oh, the grandma. <laughs> See, and then it doubles as a as the title, the the name of the product. Oh, the grandma. See, ah, <laughs> oh, y'all ain't seeing the genius. Hey, look at you go. <laughs> France is gonna be the first uh, number one seller, France? and then Quebec. <laughs> why is France, yo France? If you guys are out here, that's why um, they said that they don't like you know you know French like. French people allegedly don't really shave. Like, they probably... They don't? Yeah. Like, having hairy arms as a woman and hairy legs and stuff like that is way more common in France. Is it common? Or, like, I know it's common is one thing, but is it, like, 
uh, a quality, like a quality trait to have to be hairier? Like, is it something that people go, oh, yeah, je ne sais, whatever? I don't know. Yes, because it's a part of their culture to be like to be hairy and funky. Yeah. This is, and they said that it's North America who really. Uh, I'm praying this is all accurate because North we just lost our entire friends. I promise French you, demographic. I'm sure that like you know it's not like that for every single person, but that's what you can look up. Shit, <laughs> Thierry Henry, hit me up, man. Let me know what's going <laughs> over there, brother. Zidane, let me know what's going on, man. Um, speaking of things that just don't smell right. Jesse Smollett. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Smollett, as we know, um, a liar. Yeah. <laughs> liar, liar, Simply pants on put, fire. A liar. <laughs> and to what extent we had no idea, really, until today. <laughs> <laughs> that video. When a documentary called Anatomy of a Hoax dropped um, with the Osundero brothers. The two guys who, uh, you know, beat him up and pretended to be white guys. There's a lot to unpack. I'll play. I'll play the. And Ola This is five minutes. I don't know where to start. Hold on. I'll start from where they start telling us the story. So we got here with ten minutes to spare, and we had to plan our escape route to survey the land. His building is actually right here. Plan their escape route to survey the land. <laughs> They're on just a normal street. There's no land to survey. <laughs> There's buildings all around them. Yeah. And you could just run away. There's no there's no escape route. Mm-hmm. That's first. Right one. above the stairs that we're going to attack. And at. these are two dark skin. We made sure we got there brothers. at 2 a.m. Like sharp yeah. on a dot. On a dot. We had no phones because he did not want us to bring any phones. He said, so we don't lose them. I don't know if that's really the reason, but you can <laughs> deduce your own reason. So 2 a.m., he was nowhere to be found. He was not there. So we were like, damn, what do we Sorry. do? What was the, we didn't what have could be no- a reason why he told them not to bring phones? Uh, tracking? I don't know. Mm, to track where they were. Well, I guess if it went wrong, I don't know. He told it- them that so that we don't lose them. You have your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you lose yours? I don't get it. Yeah. And even if they lost their phone, you're still there. You're beat up. Pick well, up I my guess, phone. Oh, I guess <laughs> if they lost it, then that would be evidence. But I was like, they could also use it once they figured out who the people were to like track them and prove that they were there. Listen, if you want, if he I thought he thought of everything. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, that one was not one. Of contacting him, he had no way of contacting us. So we waited here for about what? Four, four minutes. It was about four, minutes, minutes, four minutes. But it felt like forever because it was How'd cold. How you know it was four minutes balls. if he didn't have a phone? So I saw him out the corner <laughs> of my eye, and I was like, "Okay, that's him. Let's go. We gotta go get this empire." <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's him. Is that him? That's that nigga. This is fucking insane. This is where it gets real childish. Let me point out. Let me set the set the stage here. <laughs> Jesse Smollett asked these two brothers to do this mm-hmm. because, well, they did this for Jesse because they're his homie, but also because he had promised them to get them into the acting world mm-hmm. and to get them roles. He also, he also paid them thirty five hundred dollars. He also paid them. 
And I mean, this is the thing. When you you trying to get your your foot into the world, you got to pick somebody credible. This is a bad actor <laughs> hiring <laughs> and promising bad actors. Yeah, <laughs> like these guys are horrible. Let's go get that empire. Oh, let's go get that nagger. Like, first of all, where is the microphones pick the, to pick this up? Yeah, I don't understand. Were people supposed to be walking past you at two a.m. And hearing this? I don't know. Is that what the goal was? Or like the security, the surveillance cameras picking it up? Like what? And like if you see the way they're walking, reenacting this, it's (laughs) fucking comical, man. (laughs) Oh my God. Get that nigga. Oh, he's moving fast. Come on, let's get him. Get that nigga. Let's get him. As we cross the street, we say hey to get his attention. Hey, nigga. Hey. He turned around, looked at us, and that's when we started yelling. Uh, the famous slurs he wanted us to yell. Hey, aren't you that empire? Hey, empire fat nigga. It's MAGA country. Christ. And then he said, Mag- "What did you say to me?" And then that's when I threw the first punch at him. I held the blow because I didn't want to hurt him, of course. So I made it look real, but I held it. Then we started tussling, moving, moving around, and then I threw him to the ground. He wanted it to look like he fought back. That was very important for him. Because he said, hey, don't just beat my ass. Make it look like I'm fighting back and whatnot. So we did that. And then I threw him to the ground. And while after I threw him to the ground, I he had no bruise. I wanted it to look more real. So then I threw him to the ground. After I threw him to the ground, Listen to I how he used gave my him the knuckle bruise. and gave him a noogie. So I went like this. Dog. Why did I do that? To give him a scar, to give him a mark, to make it look real like he really did get his ass beat. After I did that, I fake kicked him. I don't know what he was doing. I wasn't paying attention. That's where I came around with the bleach, the infamous bleach in the hot sauce bottle, poured it on his shirt. Then I finally put the rope around his face. I did not put it around his neck. I just placed it on his face. Oh, that's way better. And that's when we took off. And was Fox crazy is so unserious with this music. Is that <laughs> it's fucked up that Fox is the one who produced this shit? Of course, they're the ones that produce yeah. this shit. God, um, it's crazy that he did this because he told them that he did this because he wanted to expand on his like social injustice career. Didn't that backfire? I think there's he enough wanted to pull hate Sean crimes White in the or world. Whatever his name is. I think there's enough hate crimes in the world. Yeah. I think you could have even antagonized a real yeah. bigot. Like, yeah. you could have went somewhere and just got someone pissed off and just done it the natural way. Mm-hmm. This is mind-boggling. Like, it's astoundingly stupid. Yeah, it is. To think you were going to get away with it. First of all, I'm not going to talk about how racist it is that you thought two dark-skinned guys... Uh-huh. We're gonna be believed as white guys because it was that dark at night. <laughs> like, you thought it was so dark at that intersection that nobody would see who it was. Yeah. Because they are dark skinned. Yeah. Not realizing that because they couldn't see who they was, they they're like, oh, it's gotta be dark skinned guys. <laughs> like, you couldn't, you have no white friends you could have hired, nobody on Craigslist. Like, I'm sure he could have hired someone. Oh who really God. hated niggas. There's at least two white guys you know that hate niggas that want to be on Empire. Yeah. Like, like, the math is not mathing. I just don't understand it. It's so silly. 
And then he had the audacity to go on the news and pretend to fight tears. Listen, let it be known. Anytime you are about to do an interview with Dateline, Fox, any of these people, mm-hmm. and it's a one-on-one conversation where there's two chairs set up across from each other, know you're in the wrong. <laughs> there's never been a person I've seen they talk and do that to that has ever been in the right. Mm. That's where R. Kelly sat. <laughs> That's where Chris Brown sat. There's <laughs> so many people you go down the list where they sat in that chair just across from like Katie Kirk or some shit. Yeah. And or the, Barbara, uh, what's her name? Barbara, Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters, Whitney, like Whitney, the Whitney Houston one, the crack is whack. Same setup. <laughs> you got to know when you're being made out to be the bad guy. And mm-hmm. this, they knew from the jump you were lying. Yeah. They knew immediately. They dragged it out to make a spectacle of you. Because mm-hmm. I remember there, the police were like having fun with this when it first happened. Yeah. It was, it, it was bad, man. I feel bad for his sister. You know? Oh yeah, she's an actual great actress. Yeah, <laughs> who's been doing this since she was a she kid? She was a child. This thing is about to ruin it for her sister, bro. Uh, maybe oh, that's why they ended God. that show with her in uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. They're like, it was around the same time too. Yeah, man. they already filmed it. Let's put oh, out the season, God. but we know we're not going to continue. That show is what solidified Jonathan Majors for me. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the first time I ever seen him. I never really watched it. I think I watched like one episode. Mm. It's not really my favorite genre, so. I was just like, okay, yeah, TV is not your favorite genre. You know what? I watched the Oscars. Television isn't your favorite genre. The Oscars were incredible. <laughs> I watched. You watched it yeah. from start to finish? No, I don't think it was a f- from the start. <laughs> yeah, but like it was the last close. ten minutes. So no, just... <laughs> it was close. Um, yeah, no, the Oscars were great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried to watch some of the movies too that they talked about. I watched uh, Cocaine Bear today. Oh, nice. How was it? <laughs> it, it was uh, gruesome. <laughs> good. Like, but good. it was funny. Good, good. It literally is like gruesome and like funny together. But I like I like I that they're bringing it. dumb movies back. Yeah. We miss dumb movies. Like not every movie has to be political and mm-hmm. race and all this other shit. Like just bring mm-hmm. some dumb shit. Yeah. I haven't seen dumb. something dumb like that since Sharknado. That was oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Years ago. It's like the same genre. Cocaine, bear, sharknado, same shit. <laughs> but yeah, no. But it's based on a true story. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. No, I heard about that story. <laughs> that that's insane. I don't even <laughs> want to think about that possibility. Like the no. real life shit. No. I don't even want to think of what a cocaine bear looks like, bro. Cause bears in general. Bears in general are demons. Like, have you ever seen a bear without the hair? No. I have Yo, Google that shit and show it to her. <laughs> I've seen bears in They're real demons. life when I went to the They mountains. are demons. Yeah. They, it's, it's, yeah, no, God knew what he was doing, putting that hair on them to make them at least a little bit adorable because <laughs> they are demonic looking creatures. It looks like the creatures that like would be on a chain outside of the gates of hell. Mm. Let's see. How insane is that? We'll put up a picture. Hurry up, no dog. It's moving it. like day just light. Don't ruin the thing. Look Talk at that. Though. Yeah. That is a demon dog. Yeah. It's not that cute. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah, no. I'm good. <laughs> but yes, the Oscars were incredible. Mm-hmm. The Junos were this weekend as well. The Canadian Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not even. Canadian, Canadian Oscar Canadian Grammys. Grammys. <laughs> Oscar Grammys. Well, I guess the Oscars now is the Canadian Screen Academy. Yes. Is, the, is, is our Oscars. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Oscars are this weekend. Um, I tried to watch The Whale as well. Oh, yes. I saw, my man, Brandon Fraser. Yeah, we started watching it, me and my sister, and then I fell asleep. He won Best so, Actor. Yep. 
talk about some great redemption. Come on, man. Yeah. I grew up on that nigga. I had to Google what happened. Mm, I had no clue what nasty happened. Nasty work. Yeah. Nasty, nasty work. He was Terry Crews before Terry Crews, but nobody cared about Me Too that time. Yeah. They're just like calling him all types of names. And also, and, he's like really tall, you know? Yeah. In that movie, he stands up and he has like all that, like the fat on him. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yo. If you were really like that, you'd be heavy as fuck. Oh, like heavy man, like because you the, know, like the prosthetics that the makeup team won. Yeah, they best, won too as best well. Best makeup. Yeah, and I was like, wow, like I seen that picture of him standing up with the walker, and mm -hmm. I was like, that with the gut out, I was like, how do you even do that? Like it looks so. That was real. probably a lot of work too, because I'm oh sure it was gosh. heavy. Imagine going in every day and you got to do all that. You got to mm -hmm. sit through like six hours mm -hmm. of prosthetics. Crazy. Insane. Just to, just to get it on. Insane. I'm, I'm telling them, load me up with like 10 scenes for the day. We're flying yeah. through this movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing this every day for months. Like yeah. what? Well, he didn't have that many scenes outside of the house. So I'm pretty sure it would be a lot mm. easier to film, you know? Touche. What we were watching, Touché. how far we got, it was that's all true. in the house. So yeah, that's true. Um, that I'm sure makes doesn't it a really lot move easier. around much. That yeah. guy. I also um, want to see what's called everywhere. Everything, everywhere, everything. all at once. Yep, Great. that seemed to win a lot. It's one of the best movies I've ever watched. Really, easily, ever. Wow. easily. Storyline, everything's immaculate. Storyline, costumes, like. The amount of effort, like you're watching it and you're just thinking about how much, even if you are not a part of the industry, you're just thinking about how much work went into this, bro. Because mm. like there's moments where it's flickering through multiverses, mm -hmm. right? And it's just showing every multiverse version of you, for example. Mm -hmm. And say you're a clown, you're a cop, you're a chef, you're a construction worker, you're a lawyer, you're 20 different things. The makeup changes, hair, everything mm. changes. And it's just half a second. Mm. The shot was just for half a second. I'm like, you did all that work for it to be in the movie for half a second? Mm -hmm. You deserve everything, man. <laughs> you deserve everything. Because I know how, how much work goes into like production mm -hmm. and putting together all that. It's a lot, bro. They, they killed it. They killed it. So everybody won that. Well, not everybody won that was supposed to win. Mm. Unfortunately... Um, Stephanie from anyway. Everything Everywhere All at Once did yeah. not win. She lost to Jamie Lee Curtis. But I know everybody was, was rooting for Angela Bassett. I was rooting from her for her from a legacy perspective. Yeah, I did not, however, think she deserved it for this Wakanda role. Mm -hmm. I think she deserved it for Biggie's mom. Mm -hmm. I think she deserved it in Waiting to Exhale. I think she deserved it when she was uh, uh, Tina Turner. Like, Mm -hmm. There's so many different moments where she has she deserved this got it. Mm -hmm. and did not get it that I was like, if they give it to her tonight, I'm not mad at it. But Stephanie definitely deserves it. Really? Like in that movie, she bodies it. Mm -hmm. And um, especially uh, for a movie um, with a predominantly Asian cast mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. Very rarely see that. And they're just human beings. They're not kung fu masters. They're not convenient shop owners. Like they're just regular. They're just regular people, people just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful movie. Like it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you angry. There's so many different range of emotions that they nice. go through on there. It was really dope. And yeah, just I definitely in, have to check it out. But in general, Asia won mm -hmm. for the for the Oscars. Yeah, I've seen that there was a lot of Asian representation. Uh, 
specifically at the, I don't know if it was at the beginning, the South Asian. They had like a lot of South Asian performances. Yeah, they had they had um, a lot of Indian performances. They had a great Bollywood performance mm-hmm. with, for Natu Natu, which ended up uh, winning mm-hmm. over uh, uh, Rihanna Lift Me Up for the song of the, the year. And those guys, man, I love them. They're mm-hmm. great. They did an interview before the award show mm-hmm. with the three of them. And they're like, man, it's just so amazing to be here and like see all the people that we like admire and grew up watching. And and they're like, who are you looking forward to seeing the most? And the guy's like, oh, oh, Rihanna. (laughs) (laughs) I need to see Rihanna. I love her music. I love her as an artist. She's just so amazing, blah, blah. And um, I was like, I watched the interview and I'm like, I hope those guys win at everything in life, man. Yeah. Like they, you just it's feel the energy. Joy. Yeah, man. They haven't been tainted yet. <laughs> and then, and then, end of the night, picture pops up with Rihanna. Nice. They met Rihanna for the night, nice. so that was. I was like, oh, my they heart. Came, they came up big. It was a lot of full circle moments that night, man. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh finally winning mm-hmm. um, for best actress and. The she's been a mainstay at least in my life for movies, especially Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'll never forget mm-hmm. how she bodied that. But like, yeah, she's just been in so much movies um, growing up, mm-hmm. and she murdered this, just murdered. It. I was like, yo, she's gotta, she's mm-hmm. gotta have it. So she killed it. She got her award, and you yeah. know, we do well, something Jamie, here. Well, oh. Jamie Lee Curtis did win hers for the first time. And, yes, which is also kind of crazy because Jamie Lee Curtis is a great. It, like actress, she's a great actress. I, mean? I just she's. I've never felt like she Halloween was that level. Halloween, I don't especially horror movies. Don't get me started. I don't count that as acting. Oh, personally, okay. I just it's <laughs> it's. I'll say this: the movies are classics, right? Mm-hmm. People love them, obviously for their for their reasons and whatnot. I just feel like when you see scary movies, most of the time. Maybe they'll have like the Jamie Lee Curtis, the one really big actor, but the rest of them are nobodies. Mm-hmm. And it's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no real all... actors really want to do that shit. Yeah. Like it's it's foolish mm-hmm. and it's predictable. It's everything you don't want to be a part of. Yeah. So it's like it's like me doing a kids bop song mm-hmm. for comedy. Like, yeah. why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no there's, it's not my demographic. So I don't know. True. Um but yeah, no, Stephanie, I think, deserved it. She mm-hmm. should have got it, but say la vie. You know, everybody else won. Our good youth of the week. Such a blood clot. Good youth. He's been a good youth all his life. <laughs> all his life he's been a good youth. We've seen him from birth. Ki Hu Kwang. Who's that? He is the other actor mm-hmm. that won Best Supporting Actor. In everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, and he is the little kid from Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, and Harrison Ford presented the award mm. for best picture. Was it? Was it for best picture? And yeah, Harrison Ford gets to give Ki Hu Kwang nice. his award. Like, they, there's the pictures that they've put side by side of them hugging when they're when Aww. he was younger and, and now, now when they won. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> wow, man. Like, you were this is a guy. <laughs> I was, man. Like, that guy. And when you hear him speak, like, he's just so, you, you can hear the gratefulness mm-hmm. because he never had an opportunity like that um, for a long time. It's kind of like him and Brendan Fraser are actually really close 
because they did Encino Man mm-hmm. back back in the day, and they both have similar situations where there's a large gap where they weren't career. working. Yeah, you know what I mean, and they weren't taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And for him to have this redemption. And then for Harrison Ford to give you the award for Best Picture at the Oscars, mm-hmm. you win Best Supporting Actor. It's a dream. Yeah. Like he felt like he must have felt like he was dreaming. He said he felt like he was dreaming at one point. Mm. And his speech was amazing. He was crying through the whole thing. The way he bigs up his wife is amazing. Like he's just a great guy, man. Nice. You hear him speak and you want to be around him. Yeah. Like I'm like, I want to be his friend. <laughs> That's the type of energy I need around me. Yeah. I went on his Instagram immediately. All he does is take selfies with every celebrity. Because <laughs> he's so excited to see them and he's meet like, them. Look. Every celebrity. <laughs> it's insane. Mm-hmm. So he's a great guy. Shout out to him. He's our good youth of the week. Nice. Um, there was also the Seth Rogen and uh, Michael J. Fox moment. How I don't he, remember that. He pulled out in the uh, Back to the Future car. They pulled out in the Back to the Future car. And then. That? And then Seth stepped out in the Megas, the Nike Megas. Oh, yeah. He bought those. I forgot he bought those a couple years ago. <laughs> and he stepped out and he was like, yo, he was like, I know the applause isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a story about him breaking the originals. Oh. I think that I think vaguely it, remember him telling a story about getting them. And yeah. he might have broke the straps on the the original original ones. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's crazy. That's dope. I never saw that part. Yeah. That's so wild. Shout out Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Real nigga. Um, what else happened at the Oscars? Rihanna sang beautifully. Mm-hmm. She looked it. amazing. Looked incredible. Yeah. Looked incredible. That first shot where her eyes were like oh up and she had God. those great contacts. I don't want to talk about and it. And it was just like, and then she looks and it was like, oh my gosh. I don't want to talk about it, man. Hey. You're gorgeous. <laughs> it reminded me of that moment at Victoria's Secret when like all the models went away and then she started her own walk. And, oh. was just like, and everybody was like, Whoa. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Yeah, no, she is she is fire. A big Canadian moment was Tyrone T Rex uh getting the yes. only interview oh. with Rihanna. Yo, T Rex, mm-hmm. look at me. <laughs> We're beefing. Alright? Just notice. We're beefing. Okay? I saw you touch her hand. You grabbed a little too long. Grab the hand a little too long. So we won't figure it out, but might have to thumb wrestle for that mm. still. Might have to thumb wrestle for that He one. was so determined. I seen like the... I love the, the build-up. <laughs> the build-up with the two ladies. Like, oh my God, is she going to go? Is she going to go? Oh, and him turned and Tracy? He re- turned to another lady. He's like, Rihanna's coming. She told me she's coming. You don't believe me? And she's like, nope. Don't close the crime carpet. Rihanna <laughs> is, is coming. coming. <laughs> she's coming. When she showed up it's and like, she hey, Rihanna, walked straight up to him. You see me? Come talk to your boy. Come talk to like, You got to talk to your boy. And she walked straight over. I it was, was like, amazing. that's because she used to be hanging out with Drake so much. Uh, dude, I, I thought about that. I was like, maybe she recognizes T-Rex. Yeah. But I also think that I see her make a concerted effort to, talk to go to, to black, black publications mm-hmm. and talk to black pub, um, journalists. So yep. I think that might have been a mix of both at that mm-hmm. moment. Um, yeah, because he was probably the only one that was left on the carpet that was black too. Yeah, because a lot of people don't they don't remain for those things. Because I remember my friend uh, Gia Peppers. It was at big up Gia. One of the awards, I think it might have been the Met Gala or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she waited. Everybody else was kind of clearing out because they're like, "Yo, she could be forever. Mm-hmm. She's not going to talk to any of us anyways." Gia's there, like. I'm waiting, I'm mm. waiting. And then she came and she went and talked to her and it was for, I don't know, I think Essence or something like Amazing. that. Amazing, amazing. 
Yeah. Gia Peppers is great. Yeah, she is. She inspires me all the time. And I love that 70s look that she's got going on Mm. with that hair. And she's been wearing all the pink. I'm like, I'm (laughs) loving this. Like, you look so good, girl. Keep going. She's been body shit for years, too. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, how do you think he did? Um, I didn't watch all of it, so I don't He's know how it ended, but no, I know, but oh. I didn't watch the end because I feel like there was something awkward that happened at yeah, the end, yeah, yeah. but they did the, the Will Smith slap joke throughout oh. the entire show. Yeah. It was, I, I got up to seven on my count. Yeah. Seven different jokes. Well, I just like some moments were really awkward. The Mal- Malala one that was super so awkward. awkward i was for him like, to say malala land i was like brother you were doing so well and yeah. then you just did that to her name i was like yeah uh, it's, it's like it's different if you're not white and you do that yeah <laughs> like the optics being a white man mm-hmm. it's yeah no and i don't know why why is malala at the oscars was she nominated for a documentary or something they had, she had a film because he said something like that he was like oh i seen your movie oh, okay yeah so she was nominated okay i don't know if she was nominated but she might have released something and so that's why nah, if you're not nominated why are you there i don't know but why are you there they can't there <laughs> <laughs> they can't yeah, couldn't, couldn't like, get in with all the kids so then why is thames there Thames has is nominated. Was she? Yeah, lift oh. me up. She wrote. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, nice. it would be it would have been fire if if she if Rihanna won and then brought Thames up. What a moment for Africa that would have been. Like, yeah. how many moments has Africa had on that stage, <laughs> if any? Even the Bollywood a, shit rub, rub me wrong. Grammy and Oscar, why? Because they don't acknowledge Bollywood movies. Oh. This is the first one, and I'm I've got to watch it to see why. And I mm. guarantee you, there's something white about it. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, because like, if you think about all the the Bollywood actors, Shahrukh Khan, Arjun Rampal, all these guys are making stupid money. They have people. Shahrukh Khan has people literally every day outside of his home in mm. the hundreds, mm. praying and waiting for him to come out and wave to them. Wow. This is not like this is not something you see in America, yeah, no. or Canada. Like these it's are superstars. These big, it's these big countries. Brazil, Brazil happens all the time to even to American, you exactly. know, uh, India because they have millions and billions of people. There's so. gotta be a something um, where the money made from Bollywood is not at all tied to Hollywood, or mm. there's no way for them to make money from it where they're not exploiting that mm-hmm. because that's what they do is they exploit when they find a money-making avenue mm-hmm. so i'm shocked that they haven't like maybe this was their soft transition into that market when you're seeing all the asian representation mm-hmm. um but yeah no i feel like this i've grown up watching so much bollywood movies on like omni 2 no. on sundays <laughs> that should be on yeah. midday I and watched a couple on Netflix. It's always the same story, but it's a great story. <laughs> yeah. It's always the same That's the story. Same with like the Nollywood one. Guys, poor, <laughs> wants the girl. She's in a rich family. Family hates him, doesn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. It's like fucking Aladdin, but without this the scamming. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's yeah. So it's mm. um it's interesting. And like the technical ability. Did you see that dance? Mm. That was the best performance of the night. Yeah. Best performance. They the the dance moves these guys were like 
every move they're giving their all. Like I was yeah. like, this is crazy, bro. I was, I don't know how it came up, but it was in my uh, Explore page on Instagram. And it was like the Indian Army recruiting. Mm. And they were doing, you know, the height. Bangra? No, but they have, they have a pole and you have to, or a bar and you have to walk and you have to be over the bar to be able to like go into the army. If you're too short, if you're under it, then you can't join the army. That's there, good right? policy. So I don't I, want anyone 5'5 five five defending my, <laughs> my country. <laughs> so I went on the page to just like look at it and they've been celebrating Holly. Uh, I think it was last week. And Holly, what is Holly? I don't know. It's one of their holidays. I don't know what the actual significance is. I should have known. Holly. But yeah. Holly the holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they had them. I guess the celebration is throwing kind of like dry paint. You know, in. Oh, yes. I in know like exactly fets, what you're like talking about. Like if you about. went to Trinidad and they throw like the paint There's and like stuff like that. There's like a festival where they throw it all in the air together. Yeah. And sh- yeah it's And so sick. they were doing that and they were just dancing and I was like, yo, everybody looks so happy. Yeah, no. That shit they looks all amazing. Look so happy. Like, I've they're seen all just like of going off before. and like whatever. And I'm like, yo, why Do can't again? like what were they no. doing? <laughs> you didn't see, you didn't see. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I'ma rewind that. <laughs> Put some Bangana music right underneath that bitch. <laughs> they were just going so hard and so happy and smiling, and I'm like, yo, to live a life like that. I, that's one of those things like there's a bunch of things that I've seen where over the years on social media where I'm like oh I gotta go do that once like the running of the bulls mm. I wanna go do that once really there's um, one this, of GC's friends did it I watched a video I was very concerned for terrifying. his life terrifying and then I, I met him mm. and I, that was the first thing I said and I understand the way his personality is I understand why he do that mm. like he white very high energy no he's okay. biracial he's biracial <laughs> It's that white side came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. How are you going to risk your life? Why not? That that's shit looks insane. adrenaline pumping, man. Yeah. Honestly, I want to go. I'm not going to participate, yeah. but I just want to watch. Well, he's an ex football player, so mm. he, you know, oh, he's yeah. probably, probably used to big like things he could beat the ball. chasing after him. You see me with a ball? Be scared for the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Um, but yeah, yeah so I want to do that. I want to do that. <clears throat> that paint thing. Oh, okay. I've seen pictures of that, and it always looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a cheese uh, a cheese roll uh, racing in some part of the country, and I mean, some part of Europe. Switzerland? Where they literally just do a <laughs> cheese rolling competition down a hill. Yeah. Whatever cheese makes it down wins. I want to go there. <laughs> um, there's this other place where you throw yourself down a hill. And it's the first person to make it down the hill wins. Wow. But the hills are like... Like deep. They're stupid. Yeah. Like people break their arms, legs, all types of shit going down this hill. And you want to do it or I you want to do it. No, I want to do it. I saw it on Netflix. It's like there's a... Have you ever broken I'll a, send bo- it to a you. piece of body? Mm, yeah. I've, I've broken my shin before. Oh. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's not I've, fun. I yeah, know. <laughs> I'm like, I, know. I don't know. I remember. I've done it multiple times. <laughs> I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll be one of those ones. <laughs> okay. I'm confident in my abilities. <laughs> I'm confident. Uh, but yeah, no, they. Um, it's uh, it's a Netflix like documentary on different sports around the world mm-hmm. that are like unorthodox, like mm-hmm. not your normal shit. Like this is one in Italy, I believe, where every year. It's like their strongest men 
They go into this like coliseum and literally beat each other up. Oh wow! There's like fifty. It's like a hundred on a hundred. Yeah. And uh, there's like other aspects of the the sport that mm-hmm. are involved in in how you win. But every year, people get ready for this competition. Like, and like, like you have your everybody. you have your villages <laughs> colors and shit. It's so fire. Crazy. Like, that shit looks. It sick. reminds me when you said it. It reminded me of the. Um, the slap competition that they oh have. Oh my god. That actually came back as rated the lowest <laughs> ratings of any sport ever. They cut it, right? Really? It's done, right? Yeah. That shit was dangerous. Nobody wanna watch that shit. Yeah. Niggas is like literally turning off mid slap. Yeah. <laughs> A man That's slaps crazy. you and you you see the person just turn off <laughs> and get stiff. Up. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm mm-hmm. good. Um, did you go to Drewski show? No. <laughs> Why would I go to Juicy Show? Oh, oh, shots fired. <laughs> wow, wow. Why would I go? What's wrong with Juice, Drewski? Nothing's wrong with like him, but why would I go? I don't, you don't like Juicy because he's fat? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I don't follow him or anything like that, you know? He's funny. He's funny as fuck mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, Not in person? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't go to the uh, show. I heard that it's just the Instagram live. People came. Records or whatever. People and this is the thing when you, when people come straight to the internet after an event, mm-hmm. it's never good. Yeah, it's like it's never a good thing. Yeah, and so when it came, if it ended, it's like the tweets came out almost immediately. I seen at least four people one time on my timeline. Mm. Like, what the fuck was that? What did I just watch? <laughs> Why did I spend money on that? Blah blah. blah. And so I'm like, I, I DM somebody, I'm like, yo, what's the problem? What happened? And they're like, oh, uh, it was basically his Instagram live show on stage. And we thought he was doing stand up. And it was only 45 minutes. Mm. And the guy who opened for him was better than him. And all these things. And I'm just like, wow. Damn. Um, first of all, I thought it was stand up as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure I heard him on, I think it was Flagrant talking about how he had been going to stand-up shows right and doing stand-up and getting prepared for the tour practice trying to yeah and so i was i was shocked that it wasn't that but then i wasn't yeah because when he was talking about on the show Mm -hmm. i was like so you've never done this before and you're about to go on a A a, tour a tour yeah that's not a good thing like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've been doing it for a year full full time now and I think I'm just ready for a tour. Mm-hmm. Like, just. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> I can still use a lot more jokes. So I already knew that even if he did the stand up tour, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to go how he expected it. Mm. Maybe he should have just done a mix of everything. Do a little stand up. It's tough. Do a it's little tough. skits, maybe. With comedy, do... like, you kind of want to keep it to one theme, one Do medium. a live show, but like, the thing is, is that people know him for a bunch of different things. They don't know him as. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A comedian, like like a stand-up. Yeah, stand-up, stand-up comedian. comedian. Well, th- but this right? is what the natural progression usually. So like a DC Young Fly, for example. Mm-hmm. Did the skits, did the Instagram stuff, announced the did. tour, it was stand-up. Yeah. Ha Ha Davis, did the skits, did the tour, stand-up. Mm. Uh, what's that guy's name that does the videos with um, B. Simone? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. He does the Black really? Air Forces versus the normal Air Forces. and Yeah. Yeah, you know, Desi. Desi yeah. Banks. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Skits to the stage so it's like that's the natural progression and especially i think it's especially bad when you you're uh you're doing what you already have as a format on youtube Mm -hmm. and on top of that it's such a gamble Mm -hmm. going to every city because you have to rely on interesting characters talented people or very brave people who aren't talented at all Mm -hmm. to go up in front of hundreds of people Mm-hmm. And either sing, rap, dance, whatever. Well, I think that then you have to prepare for it, right? So then you scout people in the city. Beforehand. Yeah, beforehand. Make them have an audition on mm-hmm. Instagram Live and then have them come out to the city. Yeah. And then do it like that. But I don't know. I feel like it would have been dope if you went there and you get a mix of everything. Because I, I yeah. think them being fans of him, I think that it would be better than just watching an Instagram live show, like yeah. a talent show. If he had started off with at least 20, 30 minutes of stand-up, mm-hmm. I think then transitioning into could have been records as mm-hmm. like a final thing would have been the better route. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, if I'm doing something like that, I would have done an hour of stand-up mm-hmm. and then done the could have been records for like 15, 20 minutes afterwards. Like mm-hmm. short and sweet nothing too long or whatever because then you're still giving them some of the Instagram while showing them your comedy. Um, but yeah, no, from what I heard, people were not happy. Um, hold on. I think our re- our resident uh, reviewer of all things good and bad and food mm-hmm. um, went. went and she uh, did a little review of... I just come back from... Mr. Demanda make my pop not even one big laugh. I pee a little small giggle because I couldn't do better. So I just left the Drewski Toronto show. And before I tell you guys my review, I'm going to say this. 
Americans, I know you guys think that Toronto or Canada is the bottom of the barrel when it comes to entertainment. In fact, only care say that because we gave you guys Drizzy, we gave you guys we couldn't want it for good good artists. You understand? So what we couldn't think of a Saint Juski come here, come do what him do tonight. What? Listen, somebody that was at Drewski show tonight need for come and explain to me the point of what Drewski do for forty-seven whole minutes. Mm -hmm. Waste of time. His whole thing is about roasting people and this and that. What did I say? Me go show no. Me go show no Not even one big laugh. Drewski no make me pop. <laughs> Just you know, as a man we say you build your life off a comedy. This was absolutely ridiculous. Nothing never funny, nothing at all. Me say the little giggle them was because we are laughing for the people them. And over because you're funny. Me say the place ram like goat. I know most people came with hopes to see Drizzy, but Drake, are you who blame for this? Because the way we see a giggle giggle on the internet with Drewski and them something there, we assume same funny. And that's why most of the way you go on, Drake, the way you make Drewski look like him hilarious. No, Drake, who are back with money? We need obvious justice. We need justice. Toronto need justice. You need to treat us better. Wow. When I finished recording that video a while ago, I had to go back and record this quickly to tell you to say, I can't blame Drake. I can't blame nobody but myself. I just looked at Drewski's page and how silly could I be for expect Drewski to give me a joke, no boss belly joke. What <laughs> we tell you say the people and barely giggle. The people and giggle because them just want to get their money worth a laugh. Nothing was funny about the show. She came back. Sorry for being <laughs> Yo, she came back. She had to process it. She had to. She Matt recorded said it and said, nah, I had to come back and just say this again. Nothing was funny. <laughs> Not one thing was funny. <laughs> I, I, I just went to Drewski's page and I have to blame myself. Because not one big bus belly laugh. <laughs> yo, she's so funny, yo. She's hilarious. But yeah, no. I seen... Listen. I seen a friend of mine <laughs> come back and tweet this morning. She tweeted it the night of. That was mm -hmm. a couple days ago. She came back and tweeted this morning. Attached to the tweet... That she did a couple days ago. I came back to say this was refundable. <laughs> I was like, yo, it's still on her mind how bad that was. That was. Jeez. And I wonder how much they paid for the ticket. I don't know. I, yeah. Because, you know. That boy got the bag off him and left. <laughs> if Beyonce disappoints. Oh, You're that's gonna not hear gonna forever. That's not gonna happen. I know. It's impossible. It's <laughs> impossible scientifically. Uh, but <laughs> scientifically, scientifically impossible. Yeah. Um. But Toronto audiences are also very different mm -hmm. than a lot of places I've been. Like when you go to the states, man, they're so much more engaged. They're so yeah. much more lively. Mm -hmm. They're so much more open to anything that would allow them to have fun. Yeah. So, like for example. For those of you guys who are not in Toronto, I was, I set the stage for you. I was at a concert last night. Was it last night? Yeah, last night. Ujid and Shmino and them. And off the top, they're playing music. Mm -hmm. Well-known music. Everybody's just... Chilling. Chilling, talking, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you go to the States yeah. and you play any well-known music, yeah. the whole place is going up. 
When I was in Detroit, the Migos came. I went to that concert one time and the DJ themselves had people literally standing on their seats. Their own concert. Because it was like a theater type. Uh, it's called the Fox Theater. They're standing on the seats, jumping up and down, people twerking, yelling. Like they were having the most lit time. You'd think it was homecoming. And Migos or some shit. wasn't even on stage. Like, you know? It's just a different energy, man. And um, I don't know what that difference is. I don't know if it's the Caribbean influence. I don't I don't know. Cause mm. even last night it wasn't a lot of West Indian people. It was majority white guys. Yeah. So it's like I don't know if it's the generate if it's a generation thing. I don't know I what don't know. it is. I've never really experienced that. Like I've gone to so many concerts everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, well in Detroit and like here. And I never feel like the crowd is the same if the performance performer isn't on stage and then even still it's not always the same yeah like Shmino, like Shmino was not like the, I was looking at, sometimes I go to shows and I'll look at people. the crowd mm -hmm. in in response to what the artist is giving them on stage mm -hmm. and I'll feel embarrassed yeah like as a city that we're not doing better yeah it's like it's this whole stush thing you know <sighs> The, the stush worst. mentality has gone way too far. It's like, can we have fun? It's it's because I've been thinking about shit like that. Like, I just don't have fun anymore. And it's not and even it's crazy. You. It's really it's sad. Like, it's that really I, the environment. I feel like I can't have fun at anything. You're not a fun starter, but you're a fun joiner. Mm -hmm. So, like, if if the environment around you is fun, you will start turning up. Yeah, that's how your personality is. And if you go into these environments where there's nothing starting it, no one's starting it. Mm -hmm. Then it's like it, you can't expect everyone to be a fun starter. It's, there's certain people who do that, and when you have a city that lacks it in every way possible, yeah, it's like yeah, no. There's only certain parties and people and DJs that I attend mm -hmm. because I'm like I, I know how it's gonna be if I go to yeah. this, and I know like I'll be there for your birthday or whatever, mm -hmm. and I'll endure it. Yeah, <laughs> but I know who to party with. Mm -hmm. I know who not to party with. I know mm -hmm. which events to go to, which ones not to. And that comes with age, I guess. It comes with time. But yeah, still, it shouldn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. I should be able to go to anywhere and shit's turned. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's yeah. it's crazy. And it's not like y'all don't know the music. Y'all know the songs. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to look a certain way. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I miss it because I guess that's why I've really always missed Detroit because wherever you go, it was always fun. Yeah. No matter what you were doing. Hole in the wall, lit. Litter. Like the litter. Litest, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. With their $3 drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, what were we talking about before that? Drewski. Drewski. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I was, I think it was Jordan Ward last night who opened for Shmino and, uh, and JID. He did amazing, by the way. Mm -hmm. And um, he said something that I was like, Wow, that is true. He's just like, yo, Toronto, I, I want to thank y'all, man. Like, growing up, I grew up on a lot of y'all, y'all's artists. Mm -hmm. And a lot of y'all's artists grew up to be the, like, biggest in the world. Mm -hmm. And in a way, that means all of you here curated the music scene. True. And you guys made the music industry what it is today. Dope. You guys are the ones that kind of set the tone and like made it 
that niggas had to make doper shit yeah. to keep up. And I was just like, see, that is the silver lining of the hard crowd, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to work it's like, harder. <laughs> it's, like, it's like fighting poverty. It's yeah. like, yeah, we hate it, but all the best things come from it. Like, yeah. what, it's, it's sad to say, but like you need that adversity. And I kind of, like, obviously I would love for it to be a more livelier scene, but in terms of preparing me for the outside world, mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. a body is show anywhere because of this city. Yeah. <laughs> you make five people laugh oh here. Oh my God. You can God. make 50,000 laugh It's a weighted there. vest. <laughs> it's a weighted vest. And I really do believe this because if you look at any Toronto person that has made it out, yeah. they're like at the top of their field mm -hmm. or they stand out in some way where their peers are not there. Yeah. And it's like, it's the standard of the city. We we don't look at it as that, mm -hmm. but there's definitely a level. Like, and R and B runs the city. I know Drake's does the rap thing and he he rapped and got out, but I argue you take away R and B, mm -hmm. you take away singing from Drake, and he is not Drake. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Because he's it, just another one guy of his that best raps. Projects was pretty much a sing song. It was half and half. It, a lot of it's half and half. If yeah. you think about all of his biggest hits, a lot of it's half and half. His biggest song is Hold On, We're Going Home. Mm -hmm. And that's a singing mm -hmm. the entire time. And R&B as a whole in this city, we run that shit. Like we yeah. run it in the world. Yeah. And we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, we've always had like our OGs and stuff like that. Always. Like Julie Black and like, you know, you keep going. Melanie Fiona. You got mm -hmm. Party who Tamiya. writes for everyone. Tamia. Mm -hmm. You got Kim Davis. You got so many different people mm -hmm. in this R&B game. And now especially, you talk about R&B in the city. Raheem and Dylan St. Clair, Savannah Ray, all these people murdering shit. Mm -hmm. And the quality is just from the get-go mm -hmm. is already up here. Like, it's not working up to get to that quality. It's already mm -hmm. there. And so a lot of times I look at certain people. I look at myself. I look at you. I look at a bunch of people in this city. And I'm just like, man, put us in any other city with the same tangible tangible skills like, that we have. Yeah. And we'd be in such better positions. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. It sickens me sometimes. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm in New York mm -hmm. do, doing if what I've like done. resources over there or oh whatever. Oh, my God, man. Like Absolutely. It, it's a different story. So it's like, yeah, man, it's, uh, in a way... We hate the stushness mm -hmm. of this city and the 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 hardness, like the way you gotta like really. But it helps us build character. Yeah, it helps you, and it helps you grow in your craft and not settle mm -hmm. for whatever you think is good enough. Because even settling, like in the city, if you do something the same way three times in a row, niggas are like, all right, man. Yeah. Over yeah, it, it was good, but you gotta <laughs> come on, bro. So, yeah, man, I've seen a lot of people in other places survive longer doing the same thing or yeah. devolving. And you could never do that here. <laughs> Ever. Niggas is on your head. Yeah. So, it's very interesting. Um, even our DJs. Mm -hmm. I go anywhere else. No DJ is better than us. Sorry. None. I see a lot of people saying that. They talk too much. They uh, yell true. too much. There's too much sound effects. There's no transitions. Niggas jump from one genre to the next. Like, there's no theme. And I noticed some of y'all new Toronto DJs falling into that same habit. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because you knew 
or what it is, mm-hmm. but get in line, <laughs> <laughs> tighten up. Um, because like, yeah, no, even something like transitions, there are in this city, I see, mm-hmm. you'll see people standing near the DJ booth and not necessarily dancing. They're literally studying the DJ's moves yeah. and transitions for the night. And you'll notice it's, it's always the same people because they always do the same thing when they see something or hear something they like. They'll turn to the DJ. That's what's up. Yeah. And they start pointing at the DJ like, yup, you got it. Mm-hmm. Because you have people who are unofficial judges for the night every single night. Yeah. And they will really hold, they'll really hold it to you. And you'll go home and people will not be like, that party was shit. They'll be like, that DJ was shit. Yeah. Which I don't know if that happens a lot in other places. I'm not too sure. I've said that plenty of times here. But... Yeah, there's, there's times where you just like, that I absolutely hate. And if yeah. I end up in the same venue as them, I'm uh, yeah. I don't understand why you guys still hire him. Because that dictates your night. It dictates your whole night. Yeah. And like there's so many different things you could do with music that for you to for me to come to your party and I know your mix mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Egregious. Like yeah. if I know what song's coming next all the time. And I hear you playing the same set over and over again. Um, it's like, do you even go home and work? Everybody else could be having the time of their life. It could be their first time hearing you. And I'll yeah. stand there pissed. Yeah. Pissed. Like, why do you keep playing the same thing? Like, switch it up. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on, man? I do agree that a lot of American DJs, they do talk a lot. Because they want to be the personalities, you they know? They want to be the party. So they talk a lot. And they do do, like, a lot of bombs or whatever. But there is this one DJ. If he... I think he talks a little bit too much, but he's actually really sick when it comes to his transitions. His name is DJ BJ. He's in Detroit, but... DJ BJ is a wild name still. It's a wild boy. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but nah, Drewski, man, listen. I still think you're funny, brother. Mm-hmm. I still think you're good. I just think that, you know, sometimes, especially when you're doing... It's such a risk first impressions, man. Yeah, because now it's like, oh, am I going to buy a ticket the next time he comes around? Like, he could definitely learn, obviously, hopefully. But who's going to be there to see it? Yeah, it's a learning, you know? It's like, yeah, because next time he comes now, People he's got to be, like, be no, like, mm, I've already I think seen they'll still shit. go, but he has to, has to do stand-up. Yeah. And he has to make it very explicit that he will be doing stand-up. Yeah. Like, he can't, because I watched the promo. And I already saw how this was going to turn out, man. The promo is very misleading mm-hmm. because you see him in, in front of these stadiums mm-hmm. and he's on the mic. He's doing what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the if you're watching it and you're not someone that frequents these events, you're not sure how promo works and all that stuff, you're expecting, first of all, he's going to be in a stadium mm-hmm. and he's going to be doing stand-up jokes in, front of, in a stadium. When really he was opening up for Jack Harlow. <laughs> Jack Harlow's Jack Harlow's tour yeah and he's doing pretty much the same thing he's doing now he's playing yeah. music he's this is basically what he's doing at the start of concerts yeah he y'all remember was. in high school when y'all y'all would turk on that nigga run that shit DJ yeah that's what he was doing I did like I did go to the Jack Harlow concert and now I remember that he was there before yeah. City Girls yeah and he's yeah. just playing he's just basically saying ox god cards yeah <laughs> this is the song that you would play <laughs> run that shit that remember when you used to hook up with that nigga in the car parking lot yeah. run that shit DJ <laughs> and then yeah and everybody laughs at that and he cuts the music he's, and he comments on that laugh mm-hmm. 
next song. Mm -hmm. And that's the bulk of the comedy he's doing. He's not mm -hmm. doing a story. He's not doing setup and punch. He's not, there's none of that. So I hope he figures it out, man. I, I, I like Drewski. Mm -hmm. I think he's hilarious. Um, I think he's definitely better an actor than Jesse Smollett. That's for sure. So <laughs> um, a couple of our friends won Junos this weekend. Mm -hmm. We got to big up our, our friends, uh, Jesse Reyes. Yes. Friend of the pod. She won, uh, I believe, for best R&B. Yes, it's her third time winning that. And the only person, I think. No, you're thinking about Savannah Ray. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Jesse Reyes. Yeah. She won best R&B album. I believe Savannah Ray won, won best, best R&B single. Yeah. yeah. With Dylan Sinclair, another friend of the pod. Which, by the way, we called it. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to put it out there. We did it again. <laughs> it's like we get nothing but winners on this you show. Know. We, we, we know talent. <laughs> We're going to start an extra gravy uh, PR A&R company. <laughs> um, who else won? Uh, Toby. Toby yes. won for best, best rap was album. so passionate about that win. He was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he was very happy. <laughs> I love seeing those videos, man. Because yeah. like, we've seen a lot of these guys start. Mm -hmm. And even before they started, Toby's, uh, he hates this being brought up, but a lot of people know him from that Tory Lanez um, freestyle video back mm. in the day when they're in like grade 11 having a freestyle battle or whatever. And then since then, he's just become a well-rounded artist, mm -hmm. now a Juno Award winner. Mm -hmm. and um, he's so sweet, too. Yeah. And he's been, well, he's on, he was on Five Fingers of Death this way. Didn't, didn't he do that once? Yeah, I think so. I believe he did that. Yeah, man, he's doing he's doing big things. So shout out to him all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, and the weekend cleaned house as usual at the Junos. That boy got about four or five awards. It's like, and he don't show up. He don't you show know what up. I mean, he so don't. it's, it's kind of like, shouldn't there be some type of system that it's like, if he doesn't, you don't show up, you're you not. Because what's the point of him keeping like racking up these awards? Obviously, he's creating the best music. But obviously, obviously, Drake begging for him. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Drake is creating the best music out of everyone. They're always gonna win. Mm, yeah, it's and so I feel like it's just unfortunate for newer talent or talent that isn't as major mainstream. They could create amazing fucking music, but they'll never win because it's the weekend and it's his name. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Nav was another person nominated. He didn't win anything, though. He was nominated a couple times. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of shocked he didn't win anything. Um, but yeah, no, the Junos, Junos getting better in terms of, um, we talked about this last time from the Junos, like mm -hmm. in terms of what they're nominating, who they're highlighting. Mm -hmm. I think it's getting a little bit better. And like they had Simu Lu. Um, yeah, hosting, hosting this year, it. you have he an Avenger it hosting last year too. That's dope, man. That's really so dope. Two yeah. yeah, Avril Levine cussed out that streaker. Oh yeah, somebody streaked yeah. for the green belt. Yeah, she, she was like, "Get the fuck off the stage." She said that. Yes, she cussed it. She was I like, "Get the that. fuck off the stage," and she like pushed her. What the fuck are you on here? And then she went. Cause she, I think she was pre presenting an award at that time. And then she went and she ended up winning the TikTok Juno Fan Choice Award or whatever. And so she goes back up and she was like, if anybody tries to pull that shit again, I'm, I'm going to get real Canadian. I'll fuck a bitch up. She said that on stage. Hilarious. Wait, wait, hold on. Did CBC <laughs> air fuck a bitch up? I don't know. I don't know. Was it on CBC? It was on CBC, right? Yeah, I think it's on CBC. Oh my God, I need the footage. Yeah, I need the footage. We just get it from online. That's a Canadian heritage moment. Absolutely. That's amazing. Do you want me to find it? 
and send it. Yeah, Tyga yeah. turning her into a little goon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she always was. Oh, she's maybe just a he's skater gonna turn. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's it was really fucking girl. funny. Oh my gosh, wow. Avril, Avril Lavigne, a goon out here. I rate it, man. I rate it. <laughs> um, um, but that moment actually ended up on CNN. <laughs> oh wow! Because they started talking about the green belt and what the person was, uh, you know, trying mm, to protest, yeah. and they were like, "How Avril Lavigne started cussing the person out." It's crazy. Here. I I just realized it. Oh, okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah, um, I just realized that um, everything everywhere all at once won like all the major awards, mm-hmm. like all the big awards were them except for best actor. Mm, they won yep. best director, best picture, best supporting, best actress. That's crazy, and best supporting actress, yeah. both supporting. Wow, yeah, they bodied that shit, man. Great movie. Oh, here's the guys, the not too not too guys. Oh, <laughs> Patreona, Patreona. <laughs> I'm I'm looking very I'm I'm very looking very much looking forward to Rihanna. I I uh, yeah I hope she enjoys our uh, performance nervous. tonight. <laughs> yeah yeah. If you could collaborate with Rihanna, what's the song? Oh, <laughs> Patreona, Patreona. <laughs> Maybe we could do a not too not too. Uh, a different kind of uh, version, a different uh, different dimension. A Rihanna version. Yeah, Rihanna version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love them. Shout out to Kala Bairava. Mm. Kala Bairava. That's a dope name. Kala Bairava. Hey. <laughs> um, a Canadian, Toronto, actually. Sarah Polly won Best Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm. She was the one that won in the, in the tux and said. Oh, um, yeah. Shout out to Academy for letting women talk. <laughs> <laughs> the movie those... was called Woman Talking, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love those like little moments, you know? Yeah. I don't know. If oh, you sent it to me? Yeah, I sent it to you. Okay. I was trying to find the other one when she. Worldwide audience with sold out shows in Canada, the US. Get the f off. Get the f off. He has sold out shows in Canada, the US, the UK, the UE, and India. <laughs> I was like, I have these titties behind me, unscathed, unbothered. Yeah. And then um, I don't have the video for it, but I have the CNN article where they quoted her that she said, now nobody, after she won the award and she's doing her speech, now nobody try anything this time or the Canadian's going to come out of me and I'll fuck a bitch up. Okay. All right, Avril. All right. <laughs> Where is she from? Little Gunas. Who, Avril? Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know. Chichoe? Fuck it. Where's Avril from? Tim. What's it called? Timmins? Uh, <laughs> Timmins, maybe. <laughs> uh, Sarnia? Sarnia. <laughs> no, I don't bot. know. <laughs> Sarnia is wild. She is from Belleville. Belleville. Nice. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> Anyways, it's back to East. Back to that first thing we were talking about the uh, with TikTok kids on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, and like what age is appropriate, what age is is too young. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that I saw that was very alarming in terms of letting your kids on the internet. It's that toddlers are finding pornography is 
YouTube Kids. Out. Why? What is the reason behind this? There are videos that have been uploaded to YouTube Kids that appear to be kids' videos. They're animated cartoons and they look, you know, really sweet and innocent from the beginning. But there are videos on YouTube Kids of Spider-Man and Elsa who are stimulating sex acts. There are cartoon videos of strippers. There are videos of Peppa Pig drinking bleach and injecting things into his body. It's interesting because parents, you know, they'll walk by their kids watching these videos on their iPad and they'll say, oh, they're just watching Peppa Pig. When in reality, it's a knockoff version of Peppa Pig that someone has created where he's injecting bleach and other things into his body. There are knockoff videos of Paw Patrol with suicidal themes and the list goes on and on and on. In fact, there are over 100,000 accounts on YouTube Kids created by child predators who leave comments on videos targeting children. The number crazy, right? What the fuck? This is has been happening for a while too. with people, bro. Yeah. Like, I was just, I was literally just telling my mom and my sister that because they'll let Nola fucking watch YouTube mm -hmm. like on their phone if she's acting up or whatever, like needs to calm down. They'll be like, oh, let's play this. Like, let's listen That's to the song. The That's the and thing. And how, and so I told him, I'm like, I don't like it. Like she, when she's with me, she watches Miss Rachel. That's it. Um, but I had told my mom, I was like, mom, you know that this is like going on and you guys need to actually, you know, be more proactive, watch it. <laughs> like listen to it mm -hmm. too she might not understand now but eventually like in a few years she'll start understanding these things so and it's yeah. little things that you could do like if they're on the tablet hook it up to a bluetooth speaker so that you're always hearing what's mm -hmm. being said what's going on like yeah there's there's ways that you can monitor your children without having to hover over them you yeah. know what i mean and i understand especially these days People find that tablet culture is the best way to, to calm the kids down. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I'm not going to act like I didn't watch a lot of TV as a kid. So like, mm -hmm. I don't really see the difference. If anything, it's a little bit more interactive. Like there are games yeah. and stuff that you could play on there. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, to me, it's no different than growing up and watching TV a whole bunch. So mm -hmm. it's like, I don't see it as detrimental if unless you're not, like you said, monitoring what the kids are actually on and shit like that. Because yeah. Even as kids, like, when I was, what, grade 8, grade 7, when they blocked games at school and shit, we found IP oh, blockers. Yeah. And just go on it. We're 12 finding for, IP blockers. I remember doing that for Neopets. I remember doing it for Candy Stand. <laughs> Candy Stand was the, the game yeah. when, I was, when I was growing up in terms of the internet games. Uh, and uh, Stick Death. <laughs> E-Bombs World. Yeah. Steakandcheese.com. Yeah. E-bombs world. These was. horrible, horrible places that kids should never be. Like, yeah. <laughs> there were Figure dick enhancement pills, all the advertisements and shit. Like, it was bad, man. It was bad. <laughs> this is the thing, like, you can only shelter your kids so much. Like, they're going <coughs> to they're gonna find these things. Yeah. It's what relationship have you created with them up until this point where they either will watch it and not say a word to you mm -hmm. or watch it and come and ask you some questions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the tough part Yeah, is <laughs> raising your child to ask you questions and be open <laughs> with it. I think that's the key to parenting. If you can find a way to make that an easy line of communication, mm -hmm. And then you've you've the done it. For that. That's a tough <laughs> one. It's a tough one when you yeah. want to have also have discipline mm -hmm. and that yeah, fine, line fine line because there are certain things that they can't do, but it's only because they're that age that they mm -hmm. can't do it, and it's hard to even explain. Yeah, you can do this later. 
but not now to yeah. a kid. Like yeah. any kid that hears, I can do this late. Like we all heard about different things that we want to just fast track our growth so that we could do mm-hmm. and nobody could bother us. And like, yeah, it's just tough. It's, it's honestly parenting more and more these days well, sounds like, like something I, I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> the more I find out about it, the more I'm like, I got cats. <laughs> like, I start That's enough. Thinking, Yo, honestly, I'm in this recession that we're in right now. Yeah. I'm, every time I spend money, I'm like, people have kids <laughs> and they're spending money. <laughs> how are they alive? How are you like, Yeah. how are you functioning? How are you keeping up with all payments? Like, uh-huh. y'all are millionaires. <laughs> like, this is crazy. It's a, a lot, lot of people of budget, you know, well, budget, Costco. Still. Still, you know? budgeting it only goes so far until your kid comes up to you all doe-eyed and, oh, I need yeah, money yeah. for this field trip or I need money for this and yeah. that. Like, it's like, tough. Dang, didn't but, I just give you money? And then Did y'all you, go on a trip last week? <laughs> and then on top of that, we're first generation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we know what it's like to not have what we want to when be able we to want grow. it. And you always told yourself, no, when I have kids, I'm going to do things I'm differently. I'm going to do things different. I'm, they're going to get this and get that. And then you grow up and it's like, shit, you turn into your mom, <laughs> <laughs> you turn into your dad. Like, no, my mom always made sure that I was cool. Yeah. She did whatever she could. That's you what's know? up. That's what's up. I always went on all the trips and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm sure Nola will go on all the trips too. I did too. But trips, I don't know what field trips are costing these days. I know when I was a kid, they weren't much. Like 20 bones would get you to the ROM and shit and mm-hmm. the zoo. And like, the bus, it includes a bus and yeah, all that stuff. Pizza. Yeah, pizza. You get a slice of pizza and shit. For like, like $2. Two bucks. It's probably more now. Man, inflation. <laughs> what are lunchrooms saying? I don't How know. How much is food at the lunch, at the yeah. calf now? You know. Back in the day, it was Patties a lot to me. used to be a dollar. It was probably like... Bro, 350 now <laughs> f- fucking chicken burger and fries it was like four dollars nah it was like nine bones really at my school yeah Jeez. man it was like eight nine dollars it was insane maybe it was a little bit shit more tasted fucking amazing though. yo why did cat chicken food always day? take taste great chicken burger day was different you know why because yeah. it's freshly made like right there you know what and That's we had nunas in our in our the difference calf. between the two high schools that i went to is that Gates didn't actually have cafeteria food. Mm. I don't think. I don't remember ever getting it. it. Yeah, no. Because I remember we always used to go, there was like a plaza. That's where you always got your lunch. So I don't think they had it. But John Cabot, my first high school, they had the lunch. Mm. And it was always good. We'd always, the pierogies was like, you know, fire. I'd always go get pierogies. (laughs) Pierogies, yeah. The pierogies are bad. (laughs) Yeah, there's always the chicken burgers. We're good. Chicken burgers, (laughs) yo, dog. Chicken burgers are different, man. (laughs) Chicken burgers are different. They're friggin', our school... Cause every, cause I moved to Vaughn uh, when everything was like pre-construction. Mm-hmm. Everything would be new. Yeah, my wherever school was I new. Went. My first school was new. Too. My elementary school, first when I first got there, mm-hmm. we had to take a bus to King City mm. to go to another elementary school mm-hmm. until our elementary school was, was done built. being built. Yeah, and then when our school was done being built, I'm the first kid in that school. Yeah. Next school, we get to high school now. There is no high school. They make the high school. <laughs> By the time we get to grade nine, they made a high school. Mm-hmm. Go to high school, first kids in that school. Yeah. There's no plaza. 
for grade nine and ten, by grade eleven, they built a plaza n- down the street in front of Wonderland. Yeah, that's when we started go- stop eating cafeteria food. So it's like we, I experienced a lot of firsts, and I don't know what it's like to have like a system in place and like mm. traditions and all that stuff. Like everywhere I went was new. Yeah, that was the same for me. My middle school, uh, my grade was the first to graduate, like the first school to be there for six, seven, eight. Mm. So yeah, the year that I went into six is when it was brand new. So the people that were a year older than me were at the holding schools as well. And then when it came to my first high school, um, I was the first grade nine and we would be the first. Mm. Well, they already had a school before, but they went and they rebuilt it over again. Mm. So we would have been the first, um, if I stayed, the first ones to graduate out of the new school. I was happy too because like my school, especially in Vaughn, mm-hmm. it we were the closest to Toronto in all of York region. Mm-hmm. So like we're at Jaden Major McKenzie. That's a ten minute drive to Jaden yeah. Finch. Yeah. So it's like we had all the blacks. We had all <laughs> the the ethnic kids. Like you go to other yeah. schools, it's really white, really Italian, really Spanish. Yeah. First school was very white. It was yeah. all Europeans, like so much Portuguese, Italian people. Uh, we had a lot of, we had a, a mosque community, mm. a community with a mosque in the middle of it. So all the Muslim um, kids lived in that community. Mm. And yeah, our school was, it was like half like Muslim kids and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of Asian kids as well. There was actually a gang. Mm. Oh my god, they're called RCC. Oh, I think you talked. I think about I the, talked the, about this before. The, the rice the and curry yeah. connection. <laughs> <laughs> that was their crew name. And I'm like, this is, when I heard it, I was like, this is the most racist <laughs> gang name. But, but you can't say anything because they made it. They made it. I'm yeah. like, this is actually kind of taking the power back. Yeah, it's like if I named a group nigger nigger. Yeah, nigger fried chicken, watermelon fried chicken, grape. It's the watermelon fried chicken great gang. You feel me? I was like, that's incredible. So yeah, yeah and they were deadly. You don't want to fuck with those guys. Mm-hmm. Bringing machetes to school, yep. all types of shit, man. Yep. I couldn't believe there were kids like that. I, I remember growing, Still. being in school and just being like, yo, what is going on in your life that this is like where mm-hmm. you're at? You're bringing Still, machetes so to school. many in Mississauga I've been seeing that have been having lockdowns because people are bringing knives and... But now it makes more sense to me. Now it makes more sense because the the way hip-hop culture and, all, and different... There's just so many different things that kids mm-hmm. can get into these days that we couldn't like i feel like kids were so limited to be certain types of kids mm-hmm. when i was growing up and now it's, it's like it's like 50 new kids just dropped it's <laughs> <laughs> like I, I know there's so many different types of kids that are into so many different types of things than we were when we were kids mm-hmm. like at my school niggas like basketball wrestling pokemon cards mm-hmm. that was it yeah. I didn't know a guy that didn't like any of those things. Yeah. Or like something outside of those things. Cabot, everybody loved soccer. It was like a soccer thing. Like Every I've school has a so thing. many soccer games because all my friends played soccer. Every school has their thing. But so then you like, go to Gates and it's like basketball, basketball. and football. Yeah. And yeah. So it's like, but now it, there's just so much more types of kids mm. that it's like, who? how do you find your tribe these days? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You probably have l- smaller friend groups in schools yeah. than before. Yeah. My sister, before. like, literally only has two friends. 
Yeah, and that's not like it's not good. I don't I know if it's her, not I'm like, good. You need to like get out more because then she relies simply on those two friends to do oh, something, yeah. and those two friends are actually sisters. Mm. So a lot of times it's like, okay, we're gonna do something, and then one sister doesn't want to do it, so the other sister Sister's says no, really, and then yeah. my my sister's just sitting there like, yeah, okay, you know, and then she doesn't have other people to like really reach out to, and mm-hmm. so her social life is very limited. And loneliness is such a big thing at the high school age mm-hmm. already. Like, mm-hmm. even when I was growing up, kids that, like, were alone, like, were going through some shit and were always the guidance counselor or always, you know, something. And now, especially with suicide rates dropping with teens and, and shit like that, it's like, yeah, finding your tribe is more important now than ever, I feel yeah. like. Especially when you consider the bullying with social media and how it doesn't end at mm-hmm. school anymore. You're going home, you're still getting clowned. Yeah, something happened to you. You can't escape. Can cannot escape. You cannot get out. Well, I mean, we kind of had the same thing because the MSN. Mm, nah, not yeah, the same at all. I remember MSN was in public. MSN, even if you if something happened with you, yeah. the furthest it would go is someone's status. That's the furthest it would go. You would the, the I remember the first time people started getting e bullied. Mm-hmm. was when you had a social network like T.Wire, mm. where if you went to the forums, people were getting exposed for sucking dick and mm-hmm. eating pussy and doing all types of different shit. And that's where, but even that, there's still such a limited amount of people that actually use the forums mm-hmm. that it wasn't that big of a deal. Now when you get into Facebook and people can make a group mm-hmm. about you and send it to all their friends, shit gets a little different. Mm-hmm. You get on Twitter, and you can just straight up tweet about people and subtweet. Mm-hmm. Shit gets a little different. Instagram, put people in your story. There's all types of shit. There's different like, avenues so or many platforms ways to bully. Now. To bully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's so much bully fuel out there. It's crazy. And don't be different. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare be different from me. Because I'm going to bully the fuck out of you, nigga. <laughs> yeah, no. It's crazy out here, man. I feel for the kids. There's so many um, ups. There's so much upside to yeah. being a kid these days and so much downside that yeah. I don't even know if the upside is worth it. <laughs> because the downside is terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there are kids that could be curious when Trump was in power mm-hmm. and be curious about... 4chan and uh, QAnon and these groups mm-hmm. and just get radicalized at 14. Yeah, that's true. They just from just the start, comfort of their own room. They're just room. like, oh, what's this? And then they start Googling it and then they go down like a whole Before rabbit a white hole. guy had to walk up to you, look both ways, you hate niggers, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it had to be like a you whole thing. You have access to learn a lot more that you don't necessarily need to know about. And if your access is in the wrong algorithm, it's over. We've yeah. seen that Dilbert guy, um, mm-hmm. the, the creator of Dilbert, who went on uh, this rant about leave the blacks alone. We're do- don't talk to the black people. They don't want our help. Um, let them suffer on their own, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he, one thing that he said that made me raise an eyebrow was, I'm tired of going online every single day mm-hmm. and seeing some black kid beating up a white person or some black guy beating up a white person. I'm sick of it. And I'm sitting here like, I never see that. Where those at? Yeah. I unzip my pants. I'm like, say word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, say word. That is, that's happening for real. Yeah. And somebody posted underneath that um, a video where it was like a compilation of different black people 
knocking out a white person <laughs> or fighting a white person. Yeah. And I'm like, is this what like are our algor algorithms so different that they're literally feeding hate? That's why they say black Twitter. They're feeding hate to certain white accounts. Yeah. And I would love, love to know the algorithm and how it determines which ones to send the hate. Yeah. And to send these 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 fear tactics. Like guys, oh, shit, my bad. My At the end of the day, <laughs> it's a, it's a fear thing that is being pushed. Yeah. Because like on my algorithm, for example, all I see is a lot of comedy. A lot of basketball. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't see much of anything else. Yeah, I don't really other see music, comedy, basketball. Like that, I don't know? see no violence. I don't see niggas getting knocked out. I don't yeah. see people getting shot. Nope. But there are people, like some of my friends, you know your friends send you posts and stuff. I can tell what their algorithm is mm -hmm. based on what they be sending they me. They keep sending. Yeah. Like certain niggas send me stuff mm -hmm. all the time. And I'm like, oh, you hate women. <laughs> Cause like I'll notice the videos like that theme. yeah, but it's like this is what's being sent to them. Mm. So at the end of the day, sometimes with people's personality and things that they're into these days, can we blame them mm -hmm. if they're being programmed to like these things? Mm -hmm. These things are being pushed to them, mm -hmm. and they're not going out and searching for them anymore. It's just literally just popping up to you. So is it your fault? Especially if it's a biased video skewing opinions and facts in one way. Yeah. Sometimes people just don't know any better. It's scary. And that's it's why scary. they be saying like, oh, the media is only spewing one-sided stuff. I say, I say we do a race swap <laughs> of phones. A phone? I think I, there, there needs to be some sort of um, focus group where far right-wing white yeah. people and far left-leaning ethnic groups swap phones for a month and mm. see what is being shown to them. And then come back and have, and then it, come back have and, it as like one of those groups. Yeah, you know? like a focus group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think it would be, I think that would be groundbreaking because these algorithms are playing with us, man. Like you saw with the Trump election, these people did not think that they were doing anything wrong. And there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. They're not just, everyone's not just idiots. Yeah, I, I refuse to believe it, man. As much as people act stupid all the time, every day, I refuse to believe people are that dumb yeah. all the time. Especially when it comes to their don't. own politics. It's mm -hmm. like, you're being programmed in some way to think certain things are happening when they're not or when they are. BLM, for example, black people had not one inkling that money was being stolen, laundered, laundered any of that. Yeah. But white people knew it immediately. Yeah. And it took uh, like two, three years for it to reach our algorithms that, yeah, BLM <laughs> bought some houses and they left y'all niggas. Like, yeah. Why is that? It's got to be is purposeful. Is it because there is a white person that was so like, no, I'm going to figure out what the fuck they're doing. And they just did the research and they did a deep dive and um, then shared the information amongst their community. Or is the information just being more readily available mm -hmm. for them? Like, because when you... Talk about an algorithm. You got to think of it first from the root. It has a profile of who you are mm -hmm. based on everything you've ever searched, everything you've ever stopped and looked at for more than five seconds, every video you've ever touched, everything you've said to a partner in the room where the phone was. Yeah. So based on that, I can gather that you're a white male. 
I can gather based on the clothing that you order. You're about 5'10 to 5'11, 5'12, 6 foot. I can see what weight you are based on the th type of exercises you're looking for, the type of things you type in when you're sick. I can know what ailments you have. Mm -hmm. I can make an entire profile of you. You can actually go look it up right now. Everybody can go look up their Google profile. There's a way to do it. TikTok it. I don't know how to do it, but <laughs> there's a way to look up your Google profile and what Google th who Google thinks you are based okay. on what you've said. And if that's true, every single one of these networks have to have that profile. Why? Because they have to sell you things. Mm -hmm. That's how they stay alive. When you accept all those cookies and stuff like that. Accepting cookies, you're leaving a... lit. When you say accept cookies, picture yourself as... Uh, what's her name in the forest leaving the breadcrumbs? Oh, um... <laughs> Oh, Gretchen? What, Gretchen, yeah. What, something like Gretchen that. Gretchen the Witch or some shit? I don't Just know. Just leaving breadcrumbs. You're the leaving a paper trail <laughs> of where you've been on the internet, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's gathering all this information uh -huh. so that it can sell you things. It can it can better serve you ads and all that other stuff. But I don't think so, it just stops at ads. I yeah, think they're probably just sending the information to you and making sure those are highlighted when you pop up on the internet. And if they even see you remotely search something that's fear-based, they can attach whatever fear and push mm -hmm. whatever they need to push to you. Mm -hmm. It's really not hard. So, scary times. <laughs> scary <laughs> times out here. Um, I was watching... Uh, that's why you can't always believe the first thing that you see. Hey, we talked about it last week about how... Um, TikTok for younger people is what Facebook is to older people. Like, you see somebody say something on there. Like, oh, I've seen it. That's me, though, sometimes. And I'll it's be like, like, oh, I've seen it on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be a fact now. You know what I mean? Um, but mine are usually, like, hacks or something like that, you know? Things that are practical or that you like, can do, actually. Oh, I heard that this makeup is really good because I've seen everybody on TikTok with it, mm. you know? Mine are like, uh, oh, maybe the world reset. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I shouldn't deep dive into all yeah, that, but <laughs> probably not. But I believe it. We talked about last week too the the shifting of the poles, the South and the North Pole, how that mm. happens every twenty six thousand years, and whenever that happens, there's a huge cataclysmic event uh, in terms that of happens. weather that happens that ends ends up in us doing like a hard reset, the Earth, not us. Yeah. However, I've been doing some research. Now, allegedly, humans, based on tools found and certain objects, obviously the pyramids and things like that as well, humans, they're saying, have been here or could have been here, rather, mm -hmm. for a million years. And I, when I say humans, I mean that look like us. Yeah. So, like, we've passed evolution part. Like, just us. And... um. There's evidence to suggest that we were here, especially when you talk about the pyramid. Like, I don't even get into everything with the pyramid. It's how you build a pyramid if you had no technology or anything like that. They You're not it, picking them up on your back. They said if you were to do that, say you were to do that, in between the time period of whatever king was ruling at that time that they said, it would take you, what was it 25 years to make? Mm -hmm. And you'd have to be placing every stone every five minutes for 25 years, Crazy. 24 hours around the clock. To make one or to make? To make the pyramids. All of them. Yeah. You'd have to, for 25 years, 24 hours around the clock, every five minutes a stone would have to be placed. Mm. Impossible. 
And they, you need a bunch of people as well to carry oh, one because they on. weigh a lot. You need so much. It weighs more than a lot. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like the tiles underneath the ground are two, like 200 tons yeah. each tile. Yeah. Like it's that so makes sense. There's different um, vases and different um, architecture, well, decor that they've gotten from the pyramids and stuff like that that are perfectly like there's one where the material of the vase is the second strongest thing to a diamond. Wow. And yet it's smoothed out, mm -hmm. completely smooth. It's circular, it's round, and it sits on its tip, perfectly balanced. Wow. Just on a tip. And this thing, you cannot shave it down with anything. Like, what do you, we don't have anything to do with. Hand. And somebody did this. Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> make it make sense yeah. these things are not just here by accident but what stood out to me was the time frame and when i think about the bible time frame because i had to i just, just i had to go look it up again just to make sure bible's time period is four thousand years mm -hmm. right yeah. that was the beginning which clearly we know <laughs> from science that it was not mm -hmm. <laughs> however it goes back to my other theory that I said last week, where I think we factory reset and we do all this shit again. And we just keep doing it over and over, over and, and over, over again. again. This like is a... why people have past life memories, mm. all this other stuff. I can't explain the soul, consciousness. I can't explain any of that shit. Yeah. But in terms of us being here, it seems that we've been here maybe by scientists' standards, we might have been here a couple times. Yeah. And we might have been... Some past civilizations, based on the things that were left here, might be warning us mm -hmm. of what's to come mm. and trying to get us to change Make what change. they couldn't have changed. Yeah. It's, so it just resets and they're like, okay, here's some clues on how you could potentially make this better going forward. But it's like the communication is how they communicate. So it's off to and us. So it's, and it takes us forever to try to figure out. And then it's too late because we're and then it's too resetting. late, And then we reset and it starts all over again. <laughs> and like when you think about it, it would make things like the prophecies in the Bible make a lot more sense. Because mm -hmm. it's not prophecies. These are what, This is what happened. We're what telling happened? you this is what's going to happen again. When you see these signs... Mm -hmm. Be prepared. Yeah. And that's terrifying. <laughs> that's absolutely terrifying. Um, so when is this supposed to happen? Uh, well, uh, uh, the flooding, uh, I guess, age of Aquarius, which we're about to enter into. We're in the age of Pisces right now, which, I mean, fish mm -hmm. and Jesus mm -hmm. hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this was very odd. This is very <laughs> odd. A lot of things are odd. Yeah. This world is odd. <laughs> you love this shit. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you get it's off so to interesting. This shit. It's so interesting to think that we could have been here a couple times. Mm -hmm. Imagine and we were doing this before. Imagine, <laughs> imagine we got further than we are now in certain ways, and in certain ways we didn't. Like, because if you think about the, the Egyptians and the, the writings on the wall, the hieroglyphics, all that stuff, they communicated clearly in a different way. Yeah. But their tools were clearly 10 times better than anything we've yeah. ever done. So what 
I'm interested to know if we did start over a couple times, what was that butterfly effect? What was that change? Did every civilization have religion? Mm-hmm. Who was the first? Is every religion, ha- does every civilization that comes, every human civilization that comes and dies out, is it the same order of events? Yeah. Because we're just destined to do the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And now I'm thinking about other things. And there's like, when you talk about the, the was it Turkey? Where there's an underground civilization that they literally, literally built out built. in case of a cataclysmic event. Wow. And you could fit hundreds of thousands of people inside the earth. Mm. And we talked about the underground civilizations that yeah. might be in the holes in the earth. If you go deep enough. So Turkey might have that path. And these places have openings for air, just water underground. There's a whole city underground. Jeez. So have these people been doing that because of the cataclysmic events to protect themselves? Are the are they still there? Mm-hmm. The people that were there from time. Wow, just chilling. Just chilling. Waiting for somebody to they let think, them out. No. <laughs> Maybe they don't they, know. they don't know. They don't know. Maybe this is the world to them. They didn't send the bird and the bird didn't come back. Yo, listen, <laughs> it's a lot. So it's like yeah, when you when I think about I get kind of overwhelmed thinking about all that stuff, but it's kind of exciting that it's a it's a possibility that mm-hmm. it, it it could possibly be a thing. What is this that you sent me? What is this that you sent me, Matt? Facts about the pyramids. Facts about the pyramids. Who is this guy? Graham Hancock. <laughs> you can take the height of the Great Pyramid and multiply by 43,200 and you get the polar radius of the Earth. You can measure the base perimeter of the Great Pyramid, multiply it by the same number, you get the equatorial circumference of the Earth. The Great Pyramid is almost perfectly aligned to true north within three sixtieths of a single degree. With this incredible precision, very, very clever. The roof of the king's chamber in the Great Pyramid, impossible to explain in terms of leverage and mechanical advantage. I've never seen a satisfactory explanation as to how this was done. This thing is just a gigantic mystery. It challenges us. The fact that it incorporates the dimensions of our planet in its key dimensions. So profoundly advanced in terms of their ability to move immensely huge objects and like the precision is always the standout thing for me Mm -hmm. that when especially with the pyramids in in general is the standout thing that when you're talking about past civilizations they're always looking to the pyramids because we still can't make sense of them Mm -hmm. like why is it that every tile and every stone is so precise to a thousandth of an inch that you couldn't even fit a piece of paper through the cracks. That's insane. Piece of paper is two thousandth of a... a, uh, No, your hair is two thousandth of an inch. So it's even finer than your hair. Your hair follicle could not make it through. That's crazy. That's That's really insane. insane. That's talent. That's not talent. That's something else. (laughs) And it's like... Whenever you what look back at these moments, there? whenever you look at the back of these moments and you find that there are tools in a time period where tools like that could not have existed, mm-hmm. aliens. <laughs> to me, <laughs> it's aliens. I don't so know. So the what. aliens just came, dropped the pyramids. If we like, if we voila. take the if we take the reset theory as factual, mm-hmm. 
why is it not hard to believe that a civilization it? left here because of the cataclysmic event? Mm -hmm. And they said, no, we're off this. We're not even staying around. And some people stayed, some people didn't. Because there's a thing, there's things like the Ice Age, and I learned this on Flagrant too. The Ice Age isn't, people think the Ice Age is everything frozen over. The Ice Age, we're literally in Ice Age right now. Mm. So it's based on the glaciers and the size of the glaciers in the North Pole. Okay. That's what determines, what, that's what, how uh, scientists deem it an ice age. So even if it's dirt cold, it doesn't mean everything's frozen and everyone dies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I feel like it was definitely a North America thing yeah. where the ice age probably hit, but I don't. It wasn't know. like this. It's not it like World War I don't War think Z. it was in <laughs> Africa. I yeah. don't think it was in certain places. You know? Yeah, exactly. There are during an ice age, you can have very tropical areas and exotic areas of the earth. Like that doesn't stop anything. Mm -hmm. And so, if you take that all into account, and you can say, okay, some people stayed, some people left. Who's to say those people are like, well, we're not going back there to live. We know what happens. Yeah. We can help them out though. And just give them a the cell phone, an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> these th these little things, just just enjoy your life. Make life a little bit easier. You're gonna die. So yeah. let's just <laughs> And that's why I'm always like, yo, the fact that the movies make the aliens the bad guys all the time is worrying to me. Cause like who what if they're not the bad guys? They're what if they come people? here and they're come they're here to they help us? They don't want everybody to be saved. But what if they do? So the people that really... No, no, no. I'm not oh. talking about the aliens. Mm. The people that make these movies, movies and the, theories, yeah. push out the propaganda, they don't want everybody to survive. It's only the elite and the top government officials and like all those people that are going to be able to I like survive. That the the riches, the, the you know, pure the smartest Aryan race. The smartest <laughs> people, they need the smartest people to go over to the next one so mm. that they can teach other people their ways and so they're not starting from complete scratch. Mm. Ethnic cleansing. That's crazy. <laughs> if you think about it, wouldn't you do the same? Yeah. If I'm starting another civilization, I want them. I want the best of the best. Come dumb on. asses. <laughs> I want Kesha fans. <laughs> Kesha fans on the on the ship in Mars. Nah, nah, we straight. You know what? We need to be friends with Post Malone because he has got a the house bunker. He got the and bunker. He's got a bunker under it. He's got and the Doomsday so Bunker. We got to yeah. be good enough friends. Where and he's got video games with the Doomsday Bunker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough uh, conspiracies. From us today <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in Another yes. episode of the Extra Gravy Show Make sure you guys If you are uh, listening to this on Wednesday Tonight, 9.30pm, Comedy Bar JFL, Just for Laughs Showcase uh, We've got nine comedians That are doing seven minutes of their best stuff In order to land a spot At Just for Laughs Festival In Montreal Nice. Um, so it's a big night, it's a huge night for our show We started this shit in a food court and now Just for Last is fucking with us. So it's a great night. Um, shout out to Patreon gang uh, for always gang, holding gang. it down. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Norm should be back next week, I think. And uh, yeah, you got anything up, coming up? Nope. Chilling? Chilling. 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 <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Marlon. I'm Alicia. And that was the Extra Gravy. Screw, screw. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.